The following is a world-class Bullshitters exclusive. Welcome to World Class Bullshitters, the epitome of pop culture. I'm your host, Jeff Hicks, and with me tonight is the one, the only, Dion Green. Baby, baby, boys and girls, children of ages, and all the other shit that I fucked up my own saying. Have you ever had a dream where you, where you, you would, you, would you, would you, that they did you so much that you could do anything? Did you just have a stroke on air? I think he did. <laughs> no, no, that's, that's do, right. Do, do you smell cinnamon? But your brain just did, bro. Your brain just fucking melted. <laughs> oh, that, that chuckling in the background is the last standing Simone. Big rig, Nick Uterum. Ladies and gentlemen, I am vaxxed, waxed, and fully Bluetooth compatible. I'm ready to go. Baby, oh, let's shit. do it. Damn, bro. It's party time. <laughs> and finally, American Ramrod, Kendo Slice. I am none of those things. <laughs> well said. So, folks, tonight is a very special night. It is the last night of Robot Jeff. Uh, yeah, we're getting a new setup. It should have been here today. It'll be here for next week's show. So expect better audio quality. And they're up in our game across the board here at World Class Bullshitter. So get excited. Spread the word. We got ideas. We got the time. We have the tools. We're going to make it happen. Now, tonight, folks, Wait, we're going to have on, a fun on, show. Did, did, did we get $6 million? What happened? We'll talk. We, we might have uh, become flush with Uncle Elon money so we're now six billion dollar men oh, oh boy. damn oh damn do our rockets land themselves <laughs> yeah do we have shitty saturday night live writers putting our jokes together for us oh, oh. beyond brand that. rough that was rough it was they that did a was. wario sketch yeah 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 I, I saw the picture of that i was like oh man no just yeah just no, no it was I I see. I tuned in, so I tuned in because I wanted to be the uh, the beginning. Because as you know, I've been on the Doge train since before it was even a full cent, and I'm yep, like, all yep. right, let's see where it's gonna go. Let's see what's gonna happen here. You know, big, big, big excitement. Well, because it was Mother's Day, they had Miley Cyrus on there, fucking warbling like a fucking you know strangled cat for about <laughs> six minutes, while all this all the cast members had their moms on there for terrible, terrible jokes, and then Elon came out. And I'm like, all right, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. To the moon. And he is extremely awkward because it's Elon Musk. Um, mm. He's delivering material that was written for him, not just him talking to himself and how he does things. And then Mama Musk, who came out because it was Mother's Day, <laughs> killed Dogecoin because, one, <laughs> there's a reason why she was a model and not an actress. The I would say that this woman, if she tried to be an actress, would be worse than Brie Larson. That's saying a lot. <laughs> Just go watch that. Go watch that. So then she makes her her big joke, and they finally mentioned Dogecoin. And she said, I can't wait to see what my Mother's Day's gift is. Something to that effect, as long as it's not Dogecoin. Womp, womp. And so that market began to crash. And, uh, yeah. Then later there was a couple other jokes. There was this, some weird sketch where Elon Musk was like, a teacher or something and all these people were pretending to be kids and i'm just like i don't i know this isn't working you can't have a bunch of 40 year olds play, pretending they're like eight it doesn't work stop it just just stop and that's why i realized i remembered i was like oh yeah that's right i don't i haven't watched saturday night live consistently since like 1997 for a reason <laughs> yeah i am uncomfortable just hearing about the episode so i'm not it gonna was, watch yeah yeah don't the bits and pieces i caught in and out i was just like this is just fucking terrible Hmm. Oh, God. I still made plenty of money because, you know, I was in on the ground floor. 
<laughs> so uh, what I uh, meant. Wait, hold, hold on, hold on. Before we start, uh, ladies and gentlemen, WCBS are not financial advisors. That's true. <laughs> just to, just to go ahead, just, to, just to go ahead and, and put a nail in that coffin. <laughs> that doctor coffin now? Sure. <laughs> so, uh, folks, tonight we're going to have a fun show. In light of all the drama and stuff that ended the High Council this week, uh, we want to bring the fandom Venice back to what made it awesome. It's, it was fun. It's meant to be fun. It always is meant to be fun. And WCBS has always been fun. Clearly, you guys are here each and every week. We bring the fun. We bring the games. You guys bring yourselves. And so uh, I'm going to be bringing that to the High Council and just Fandom Menace stuff in general. Because we all enjoy each other and we want to have a good time. So uh, as the community keeps growing, as we keep taking it in new directions, it's now just it started off as a group of people very upset by The Last Jedi and the way... Uh, big corporations treated us, and now we've evolved into people who are making our own stuff. So uh, it's an interesting community to follow, but we always have to have fun. And that's the for that's first and foremost. That's the most important part of it all is just to give the audience an escape, a freedom from all this shit. So that's what this show is, will be, and tonight, very special episode to just, you know what, kick back and have fun. We have a handful of new buttons. One's going to really, 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 really change the show's landscape forever. And uh, yeah. So um, tune on, uh, tune in on Tuesday. There will be a high council. And until then, folks, uh, let's get ready for WCBS episode 265, Dion. Let's do it. So first off, let me take care of something. We had a few new patrons over the last couple of weeks. And uh, while I get that list up over on Patreon, we have just uploaded uh, Buffalo Jeff reads The Very Hungry Caterpillar by Eric Carl. So, oh. folks, if you grew up with that book, <laughs> Buffalo Jeff has now read it for you. And I mean, that's uh, such a nice yeah. little book, too. It was. Yeah. What are you going to do? The Giving Tree next? You're going to ruin that one, too? Yep. Yeah. 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 <laughs> giving, you know what? You want another one? Hurt in your voice. God damn. <laughs> folks, I mean, we know. We know Kendo's weak spot. It's The Giving Tree by Shel Silverstein. That'll be the next book <laughs> Buffalo Jeff reads. Now that I found how to get them on Amazon real cheap. Downer of an ending, too. Like, this tree just gives and gives and gives, and this little peckerhead kid just fucking keeps taking without ever asking anything back. And then the fucking tree is gone. And he's sitting there going, man, I wish I would have done something nice for that tree. It's an allegory, people. It's a <laughs> metaphor and advice to live by. Stop taking from the tree. Or, well, people in your life. That's, I think, what it's supposed to stand in for. But yes, yes, fucking please. Kid. Well, let's be in the mood of giving right now. So let's give some thanks to our newest patrons. First off, we had Eagleface182. I also want to thank Darth Fatass for up at his pledge. We also have uh, Sawdog for joining our top Patreon uh, tier as well. We also have Kalen Webb and Shock Funk. Shock and Funk, excuse me. Um, so, Jeff, again, the, the, folks, the video the video I uploaded, is is it going up as well? Oh, that'll be up. Yeah, I'm going to upload it uh, tomorrow. What uh, you want to tell the audience what they're going to get? Yes, it is. Uh, it, it is a special. It's a super short video. I took real drunk about five years ago when we um, actually got Tony Todd's real phone number and prank called him. Right. Yeah. <laughs> now, folks, that's me prank calling the candy man. So if you want to see us in action before there was a world class bullshitters, this was a few months before the show started. Oh, God, yeah, we it was not back then. <laughs> Well, good thing. Oh, well, here's a good thing. I got a new car, so that's also good. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, uh, folks, we also 
uh, over on Patreon. We uploaded The Hangover. And uh, yeah, we'll have another one of those this Sunday. So make sure you guys have your questions, anything you want us to talk about over there. You can give us recommendations. And uh, I'm going to sit down and read a lot of the inbox stuff over on Patreon this week. So uh, thank you for everyone who's uh, sent us some messages. I'm looking forward to the correspondence. Now, guys, tonight we're going to talk about a little bit of our childhood in some of the craziest ways. So Dion, I'm going to ask you since we're the closest in age, and I know the answer is yes, but Pokemon cards, remember them, and how did you feel about them? Um, I, you know, I wasn't a big Pokemon card guy. I was a Digimon kid back then, um, but, you know, I was aware of the show. I liked the show for a little bit. Uh, I did, wasn't into Pokemon cards, but, man, you know, all my friends were crazy into them. You know, I remember the, the, the Pokemon card craze for sure. It was, it was fucking nuts. Nick, what about you? I never got into my my brother did. I think I think he's still he's still like searching our our house in Tennessee for like his old stack of cards that are in some that are like hidden in some wall somewhere. He, you know he hid twenty years ago and still trying to find them. But yeah, I was never I was never a fan. He was you know whatever. Kendo, is it safe to say no for you? No, I got I had so with me so like Pokemon cards. I was still. They came out. I was a little old to be getting into the Pokemon card and stuff because I, I mean, I played Pokemon. I was already into the games, but uh, the cards thing, it just so happened that that when by the time they came out, I had a job and all the kids in the neighborhood were mostly younger than me, and they didn't. So I was able to go out and buy a bunch of them and then sell them to them. So I <laughs> entrepreneured them. I respect that. Yeah. Now, I was lucky. I had a mom who worked really hard and was like, you know what? You like Pokemon cards, honey. We're going to get you all the Pokemon. And she did. My mom took it upon herself to catch them all for me. So thanks, mom. I still have my Pokemon cards. Now, when I look back at Pokemon cards, I think back to the fifth grade and how much fun it was. But would you guys like to hear why Pokemon cards are back in the news? Uh, Someone's stealing a bunch of them or something? (laughs) Uh, it's dumber would you like to take a second guess i guess it has something to do with social distancing covid protocols and stores and they're all like oh it's dangerous to have these cards here to where people can you know flip through all the different packs and leave their germs dude i wish would you like to hear the real answer (laughs) yes yes Target halts sale of Pokemon cards in physical locations after a fight in a parking lot forced one man to pull a firearm. <laughs> Jeff, I'm do sorry, you... what? <laughs> Jeff, do you know the ages of the men, please? Um, hold on. Let's get into this. Retail giant Target announced they have to pause on selling Pokemon cards as well as other sports trading cards following a fight in a Target parking lot in Wisconsin. WSN 12 News reports that a Brookfield police responded to a fight in a Target parking lot after one man pulled a gun on a group of men attacking him over sports trading cards. They had police arrested the four accused attackers, and they say the man who pulled the gun was a concealed and carry permit holder. Clearly, it's that serious. Oh, good. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Shit's getting wild out there, man. Shit's getting wild out there. First, it's toilet paper, and then gasoline on Pokemon cards. I don't know. I don't know what to do. Well, I have good news. Uh, back in February, eBay reported that their trading card category grew by 142% in 2020. So I guess we're in the good business of making trading cards now that they're back. Yeah. Uh, we're finally on the right side of history, boys. Who thought it would yeah. be a trading card? I mean, yeah, well, I did. I know they still existed because you'd go to the store and you'd see like at the checkout area, like at Walmart and Target and stuff like that. They would st- like the sports cards and everything were still like a thing. I haven't really been into the sports cards in a long time, 
mainly because nowadays like the packs are like eight dollars each and you get like four cards but they're all supposed to be like really valuable or some shit but i'm like how come i never get those packs of cards because every time i get it i always get like you know fucking ron johnson you know backup center fielder i'm like who the fuck is this <laughs> so ron johnson backup center fielder that's who it is yeah dude yeah, clearly he's the backup he's the backup center fielder for the pirates it's like no i i i wanted an arenado card he's actually worth something <laughs> was it safe to say only in america would people fight over pokemon cards and flat a gun yes 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 yeah, yes that I'd would definitely so. be a very safe assumption First world problems, man. What, what can I say? Yeah. yeah. So I look at this and I laugh. I cringe and I wonder what does the audience think? Folks in the chat, tell me your what you think about this and tell me some of your Pokemon memories. I don't. I know Dion, you weren't a Pokemon kid. I I got out of it really quick to the point where I started to make fun of it about two years after it was the show had been on. I just was fed up with it, dude. Like all they do is scream their own name. Oh, God. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, yeah, I mean, for yeah. sure, it definitely was, you know, I mean, it's cool when you're 10, you know, and then you get older and it's like, okay, well, you know, how many times you got to deal with this fucking kid ass who's a fucking idiot, you know, like it gets, it gets, it gets tiring after a while. It's like, damn kid, how stupid are you? You know, Pikachu can only be, you know, cute and say Pikachu 15 times before I want to turn him into a fucking coat. <laughs> who's that Pokemon? Dead. <laughs> ah, so it's it's in Lavender Town. Yeah. <laughs> um, actually, what was it? E- eBay. eBay now has a way that if you take a picture, if you use the uh, the application on your phone, take a picture of your card, they will have a way of authenticating it and making sure it's real. So this way, oh. nobody sells any uh, fake shit, and you know, there's no scammers on there. So. I just want to find out how valuable the cards are worth or how much they're worth because I had the I don't have the first edition, but I have all the base like regular release cards in holographic and I kept them in a binder the whole time. So I even had ancient yeah, from the movies and all that shit. So. Yeah, um, <laughs> I can tell you if you have a first edition Charizard, you have a lot of money sitting there. Oh, God, um, yeah, I, I heard about that. Because shit. That's the only one I didn't have from the original set was Charizard. And I'm like, well, I'll just go back and buy it one day because. You know, these cards are never going anywhere. If anything, they're going to flood the market, and it's going to be how the baseball card bust happened in the 90s. And that did not happen exactly that way. Um, they still have retained some of their value. But uh, that's, like, the only one that's, like, worth anything, like, big. I mean, the rest of them, you know, if you had the whole set, you could probably get a decent amount of money for it. But it's not going to be life-changing money. Well, it looks like the base edition Charizard that I have is worth $380. So that's cool. Yeah. I got, it in, a, I got it in a three dollars and ninety nine cent pack. Yeah, it's not bad. So cool. I sold Gabe. the pack for five dollars. Oh god, they got him. They, they got, got him. him. Wasn't me. It's done. <laughs> Am I back? There yes, you go. There yes, you go. are. <laughs> you know the like, sad part is. I stopped hearing you, and I went, "Ah, oh, it wasn't me this time." <laughs> it was. was. What I said, did, 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 it was. Yeah, Newsom finally, finally get it was you, Austin. <laughs> oh, son of a bitch! Hey, Dion. Yo. I got a special button for you this week. Do you want to see it now or later? Well, I mean, you got me excited now, but I'm Who also. Are you? Yeah. 
What are you doing here and where are my horses? I don't like that at all. I don't like that at all. <laughs> a whole oh new meaning to horseback riding. Oh my god! <laughs> oh, I don't like that at all, dude. What? What Anything is that from, Jeff? Horse, don't do and then talk like that afterwards, <laughs> you son of a bitch. Jeff, what's that from, man? I don't know. I okay. just typed in horses on YouTube and that popped up. Oh, that's horrible! That's fantastic. Yeah. Sorry, dude. It's going to be an uncomfortable And why show. are they giving them the fucking raping eyes, too? I don't like that. Because <laughs> no. motherfucker. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dion, don't worry. I'll use it sparingly until the audience asks. It's number 14, folks. <laughs> 14 <laughs> oh, is the horse. <laughs> of course it is. <laughs> oh, oh God. Uh, so I, I don't know when Target's going to return to selling Pokemon cards, but I hopefully every, or hopefully everyone will be safe by the time they do. You know, because- you, 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 you know that like everybody might actually go to comic book stores now because they're going to be the ones to sell it. Mm-hmm. So everybody's going to flood those places and, you know, they're going to, you know, try to get their cards and everything now from there. Because, I mean, I, I, I guess I could still go to Walmart and things like that, too, but... I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure the other big companies will probably say, you know, oh, we don't want the kind of trouble either. So we'll see. Yeah. So, folks, here we go. Tonight's word. Now we can use any form of the word. Uh, our word came from Kendo. So thank you, Kendo. Uh, true story, though. It was one of the ones I was thinking. I was like, this would be perfect. I was like, dude, you read my mind, which makes this the perfect word for tonight. So, folks, as you know, obviously, it's replace a title. It doesn't have to be a movie. It could be anything, game, TV show, song. And it doesn't have to be just the word. It could be any form of the word, E-D-I-N-G-E-R. But it's name a movie, but replace a word with taint. So, A Fistful of Taint is my favorite movie from 1960-whatever. <laughs> Hot tub taint machine. Yeah. <laughs> three, three, three taints of the condor. Oh God! Yeah. <laughs> Why the taint? <laughs> Men in taint. Oh God! Yeah. Um, yeah. Bloody taint. Taint. Yeah. Taint while hunting. Taint first blood. Yeah, the good, the, <laughs> the good, the bad, and the taint. Yep, the good, the taint, and the ugly. <laughs> What's the difference? <laughs> there we go, flaming TP taint hard. Uh, Oh, so folks, have fun with your taints throughout the show. Uh, do your the worst. Empire Strikes <laughs> Taint. <laughs> Throw Mama from the taint. <laughs> oh. taint. Taints of the sun. Hobbs <laughs> and taint. taint. Enter the taint. Taints the taint. shop. <laughs> <laughs> Our friend Overkill161, thank you. He says taint air. Oh god. Yep. One one flew over the cuckoo's taint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Austin Mutant Powers, Ninja International taint. Man of Taint. Yep, yep. Taint Powers, International Man of Mystery. <laughs> hey Dion, I think that should be I think that should be Terminigro's real name, Taint Powers. Taint Powers. <laughs> Tinker Taylor yeah. Soldier Tank. And there's an apostrophe before the between the T and the A. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fine. Fuck it. 
we'll make this. Uh, folks, coming 2022. Yeah. Uh, Rudiment begins this week. <laughs> we'll be I, I, I got to get myself yeah. together. Yeah, we got to get some storyboards together. <laughs> Rudiment says the history of Taint Part 1. God. <laughs> nice. Mel Brooks reference. Good for you. No, con- no country for old Taint. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Robin Hood. So, Dion. Taint. <laughs> Dion, would you like me to uh, maybe clear the air and help get us back on track with a better button that'll cheer you up? Uh, better. You sure? I'm going. On, I'm going on strike. All right. No, 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 bitch. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, I don't have to troll you the whole show. Just most Hell of it. Yeah. Rebel Hell without yeah. a taint. <laughs> <laughs> He's going in taintless, boys. Taint sport. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm still muted. There we go. Oh, there he is. is. (laughs) So let's see. Uh, We'll let the folks play around with all the taint stuff. We got some stuff to talk about. Now, I consider myself a little too young for this character, but uh, how do you guys feel about He-Man? I mean, I understand um, it's before my time, but you know, I, I it's an important important piece of, of pop culture, and you know, I enjoyed seeing reruns, you know, and shit as a kid. But you know, I'm not a huge He-Man fan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I was, I was, I was, I was a fan of He-Man back in the day. I had the the sword and everything, and I watched cartoon stuff. I, I, I liked it. Well, um, I've got some He-Man toys and stuff downstairs in a box, but it was never, I, I, it was, I wouldn't say before me exactly. I just went a different direction. I, I was the Voltron Ninja Turtles kid. Jeff, you alive, buddy? He's done it again. The fucking Taints came and got him, dude. <laughs> yeah. just, just call this show Tainted Love. Yeah, <laughs> that's a double entendre was what we call that in the business, boys. <laughs> you damn right. So, what was the last thing I said before my computer shit the bed for the final week here on World Class Bullshitters? We were talking about we He Man. About... Yep. Okay, He Man. That's where it was. So, he, talking about He Man broke my computer. <laughs> again. Again. again, I did it again. <laughs> Jeff, Jeff might actually break his computer. Dude, he probably yeah. is yelling, "God damn it!" right now. Mm-hmm, if mm-hmm. I know Jeff, he has lost his fucking cool, dude. <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, you Just know. Wait for it. Wait for it. We're gonna we're gonna hear it again. Oh shit! <laughs> oh god! Oh, he's always oh, texting us in the chat. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Oh no! Is this is this serious? Okay, yeah, no, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I just, now I want to know what he was saying about He Man. Usually, we're all about continuing and going there, kids. But now, like he's he's tickling my tank with this shit. He's honey dicking my tank, and I I just want to know what he has to say. Damn it! There no! he goes. We're experiencing we're experiencing this, technical, technical difficulties. No! Yeah, it's one no, of those. He- he was my best take. God damn 
That is well, well, folks. We hope you enjoyed the show tonight. <laughs> Listen, well, apparently we're just gonna keep going until shit just falls apart because uh, none no. of us can stop it. But in the event that some crazy shit happens, the stream may end up being twelve hours. So just <laughs> don't worry about it. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be like those um those smooth hip hop beat channels where we just have a twenty four hour stream just going. And you know, we Wait, can hop on. in and out as we want. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Dion, can you, Dion, can you beatbox for twelve hours? Could, could that be a thing? God damn it, I can try. Okay. Was, okay. You can believe anything. There oh yeah, there we go. <laughs> I'll try. Uh, now, oh, there's all this new taint talk. I'm so behind <laughs> the taint. Anyway, He Man. Let's stop trying to show hold a on, fucking wait, picture wait. of He Man. Okay, okay, okay. Good, you're good, you're good. Every <laughs> <laughs> time he says He Man, that's exactly what fucking happens. <laughs> Because I was waiting for it, I was like, "You said it twice." And you just like left. I was like, "I'm waiting for it." What's what's going on now? Right. right so, He Man. Yes. There's a new He Man series from there Kevin Smith coming to Netflix. Oh, I no. about this. yeah, I, I, I can bring about this. Uh, I I don't. I'm. I, I don't want it. I don't care for it. I I don't like oh, Kevin Smith anymore. No. He he can go that. cry in the corner. Okay. You know he will too. Yeah, uh-huh. he does it. So he's, 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 he probably he's balled his Indian. eyes out when he found out he was going to get to do. This. Yeah, dude. Well, well, that's because the man's got an innie now. That's why. <laughs> Take damn. that as you may. I was just reading yeah, Teenage Mutant Ninja Taint. <laughs> that's a lot of taint, dude. Yeah, that's a, a lot the, of taint. The, the, a lot of taint. Turtle power. So <laughs> I bring this up because while I have no interest in He Man. This is a cool-looking cartoon. It's nice that there's a cartoon that's not the CalArts style. Maybe that's why it looks appealing to me, but that looks like art. That looks like animation. That looks like it should look in 2021. I don't know I that the, any of the story. Good. I don't know any of that shit, but I like I, what I'm looking at. Yeah, I agree it looks good. Once again, it's, it's on the Kevin Smith. I'm, I, I can't. Yeah, I, he will find a way to try and screw it up. Yeah. Kevin Smith always going to make it about Kevin Smith. How many... How many Prince Adam is gay jokes do you think he's going to throw into the movie? Lots. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. How many I mean, over the line? I'd say three in the first five minutes. I mean, if it's, if it's like an adult-themed show and that's kind of the joke, if it's done right, I, I, I'd be all about that. But, you know, but the last... Damn, which is depressing. I mean, the last decade, you know, he's been... I mean, outside of... Um, I always want to call it Red Dawn, the one about the 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 the, the church people. Uh fuck. Oh, Red State, outside, Red State, Red State, Red State. Outside of Red State, he has been struggling to be a witty filmmaker, you know. So I just, I you know, he, he's just worn out his fucking welcome. If they if if they're doing that, and that's the the gist that it's, you know, they're joking that you know, hey, yo, Adam, are you gay, dude? You, you can talk to us, man. You know, if that's the joke, I'm all about it. But if it's him. Turn it into this goddamn, you know, Adam. Like, 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 if they literally make Adam sexuality this part of his fucking arc, it's gonna be like, goddamn, Kevin Smith, you just, you're, you're, you're not gonna get a fucking Academy Award for this shit. Like, stop, stop trying to go with the flavor of the month. And I just, I'm terrified. That's exactly what he's gonna fucking do. Wait, wait hold on. I have something important to say. Um, the taking of Taint One Two Three. Yes. <laughs> Uh, Doug Keller, I'm going to read all the super chats, but this one just made me laugh my ass off. I had to mute my mic. You see what happens when you bleep a stranger in the taint? (laughs) Sorry, we're at the 28-minute marker. You see what happens when you fuck a stranger in the taint? There you go. I can say the word. 
When you do that, you get on the three taint to Yuma. <laughs> hey, Dion, how would you like to watch the movie Robo Taint? Um, if it's if it's as action packed as as the original, I'm all about it. Nice shooting, son. What's your name? My name is Jeff. It's an entirely different movie that I want to see right now. <laughs> Good. Oh, maybe we'll watch the extended what about cut. And... Kendo, Kendo, what about Schindler's Taint? What about Damn. it? <laughs> Apparently I prefer to... 28 Taints later myself. <laughs> right, right. Schindler's Taint is a very sensitive subject. <laughs> yeah, Nick. <laughs> Oh, You'd like to send your hate mail? Go ahead and send it to uh, you know worldclassbs at mail dot com. Uh, in the in the subject line, just put hate mail for Nick. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> or hate <tame> mail. <laughs> I'm surprised yeah. I don't have my 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 own special folder on that on that email account yet. Oh, everybody's got their own little folder. Just usually we don't get <laughs> mail directly towards each of us. It's mostly just generalized mail or stuff that I just fired at Jeff. Gotcha, but, gotcha. Or if you want to send them, you know, packages of glitter and shit, you could send it to Nick Utam, care of world class bullshitters. Jeff, put the crawl down there so they know where to send it. Yeah, don't glitter and boxes. shit is our speciality. And shit. <laughs> oh shit! I almost hit the end broadcast button. Huh. Oh no! Don't do that. Yeah, I don't want to. It's bad enough <laughs> your computer's trying to do that to you. Yeah, uh, twenty thousand leagues under the taint. <laughs> 20,000 uh, 20, taints under the sea would probably be. Ooh, there you go. There you go. Yeah. Uh, Doug Keller says $2,000 for a suit, $200 for a taint. Inspector <laughs> <Spend your> time. <laughs> oh, I love it. The taint is uh, not enough. <laughs> so I know a lot of people are very upset over the He Man cartoon with Tila and her haircut. Yeah, it does look stupid. She looks like Jillian Anderson with a big jaw. No, I don't like that design either. But overall, it's refreshing to see a cartoon that has depth and color and doesn't look like Steven Universe. So it's got that going for it. That's true. But once again, Kevin Smith. Uh, dude, right. it's He-Man. I'm not going to go out of my way to watch He-Man. True, true. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm still waiting for his Jaws Killer Moose movie in Canada that he's going to make at some point. Uh, Moose Jaws? Yeah, Moose Jaws. I'm waiting for that to happen. That'd be great. Said no one ever. <laughs> apparently, that, apparently that that's the last one of his movies that he's going to make. Like that's his last one. And he's retiring forever or something. I don't know. Yeah, I don't buy it. <laughs> I, I I I I bet money after that he's going to try to bring back Comic Book Man for like you know a, a reunion or a couple seasons on something for sure. Sure, why not? Because yeah, everybody loved that show. <sighs> yeah, what could possibly go wrong? speaking of shows people do love adult swim do you guys have a favorite adult swim show Uh, i mean it's venture bros is up there oh yeah super i think someone uh, probably super jail i think i have to go with super yes thank god somebody else knows that show Uh, i'm gonna i'm gonna go venture brothers i fucking love that show it's 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 goddamn hilarious I'm going to go with Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law. That's a good one. That's a good or one. Or I have 15 before they got crappy. 
Well, I have good news for some of us here on the panel. Adult Swim announces Aqua Teen Hunger Force Metalocalypse and Venture Brothers movies premiering on Ooh. HBO Max and Adult Swim after their digital and home a good releases. One too. Dude, yeah. I, 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 HBO Max is killing it, man. They are seriously killing it. They are. Uh, they have Mortal Kombat back. So I had a great time watching it last night again. Always going to watch Mortal Kombat. <laughs> for the sixth uh, time today. Funky move. Yeah, don't tell anybody else, though. I'm embarrassed. Well, no, I, th- I thought you were embarrassed. Oh, the funky group was glitter. Glitter and shit, that's my fucking Amazon order right now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, well, you do have my address, so, you know, please don't. <laughs> I won't. Don't worry. I'm not that kind of guy. And, folks, please don't okay. send us any glitter in the P.O. box. Let me just take that down. The the Funkin' Groove says Confish did a video. Yeah, well, yeah, care of Nick. Well, the thing is, don't send glitter or shit to the PO box because I don't see these guys but a few times a year, so the boxes just sit around. So don't send food, snacks, (laughs) food is snacks. Yeah, I mean the flies around. You'll figure out what that is real quick. Shit, that's what the smell is. So let me read this super chat from the Funkin' Groove 5 who says, or Funkin' Groove, who says, Clownfish did a video over on it, and it's going to be, uh, let me reread that. Clownfish did a video over it, and it's going to be the LGBT show. Well, okay, I, I don't I don't care. I don't, I, you know what, I just don't care. He-Man, the cartoon looks visually impressive, but I don't give a shit about the He-Man lore. Why the, what? <laughs> Why? Why the fuck are they introducing the, those concepts? Which I, like, I'm fine with those concepts. But why are they introducing those concepts into cartoons? Like, I don't understand. It's so fucking weird. Like, I understand doing. Dumb. I understand yep, doing it in like a live a live action show or something. That's fine. But into a cartoon, it just seems like you're trying too fucking hard. You know, like it's just yeah. Score points much- on Twitter, dude. Oh fuck Twitter. Oh god. Get the Twitter mob in your in your uh, in your in your corner because they spe- they spend money, right? Oh yeah, all of them do all the time. They're the real deal, bro. Yeah, yeah, because everything they bitch about has always gone gone up in price, and I mean, sorry, got, you know, made so much money for everybody. Jeez. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> uh, thank you, Amy Minty. Now, um, what was what I was gonna say though about these Adult Swim shows? I think it's cool that HBO Max is gonna go back and give either finales to things another episode or you know in the movie style thing you know another shot with these characters i like this it's nice to see them dust off uh really iconic ones because aqua teen hunger force that was their was that their first big hit or was that their first original show um i want to say it was one of their first originals it was it was a big hit like that was like a very popular show for a while because i watched it every time it was on so did I. It was great. Like the first several seasons of it were fantastic, and then it kind of went so down and quality a little bit. Too, so, yeah, I mean, it had to have been the the, the biggest by far. But I want to say it was the first the first huge one too. Yeah. Because what what else came around around that? I mean, no, Harvey Birdman was around the same time, or maybe just after. Yeah. Birdman so was it's, it's close in the same time period as Aquatine. Uh, yeah. That would have been the early 2000s. Yeah, Aqua Teen Hunger Force is from the year 2000. Shit. God damn, dude. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Wow. It's been Hashtag want to feel old? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no shit. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, because the Aqua Teen movie would have been in 2006 or 7. Yep. 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 Because I saw that, that in theaters. 
I saw it in theaters as well. I didn't remember it and had to watch it when it came yeah. out on DVD. Uh, didn't remember it the second time of having watched it, so I had to go back and watch it again because, you know, beer and movies and stuff. Uh, they also had a really fun PlayStation 2 game. It was uh, it was a pro-am golf game where you were fucking running around as the Aqua Teen guys playing golf. It was funny. That was the weird window where licensed games that didn't take themselves seriously still had quality, so they oh, didn't yeah. suck. Yeah, and they're so really I still fun have too. my copy somewhere. Make the homies say, uh, make the girlies want to scream. Uh-huh. <laughs> Number one in the hood, MCP G. Pants. Wasn't that like the first episode? Uh, MCP pants? No, the first episode was the, the rabbit one where uh, they released that giant robot rabbit. And uh, they try to stop it, and it doesn't work, but they celebrate anyway. <laughs> it's just, it, it is one of the best shows they ever produced. I feel like a lot of the stranger ones that they tried to, you know, one-up Aqua Teen with just didn't work. Like, was it Pickles the Dog and all these other, yeah. like, over the top to be over the top, but Aqua Teen actually had a good script for every episode. Like, it was a funny show. Carl was fucking a blast. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It was good, man. It helps when you're one of the first of your kind, and um, mm-hmm. it was just, it was ridiculous, but it was still fucking funny, as opposed to so many of the other shows from Adult Swim. I mean, some were, were really good, and some were just crazy to be fucking crazy. You know, that, 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 especially the ones, a lot of them that push that, that amateur feeling animation style, but, you know, the characters are saying crazy shit. It's like, okay, like, I, you know, I get what you're going for, but, you know, so few of them had the Aqua Teen feel to it which you know i understand it's, it's tough to do but yeah man, it was it's, it's tough to follow that up just in general let alone multiple times you yep. <laughs> thank you doug keller for his super chat of don't think axel it makes my taint itch <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, such a great fucking line it is they used to know how to write comedy man seriously uh, well they were actually trying to you know, specifically make movies successful with talented people. Once again, cocaine. Cocaine, well, did it. Drug, cocaine in Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> Cheaper to film there. <laughs> hey, Dion, oh, when yes. you said hashtag, do you want to feel old? Do you want to hear something else to make you feel old? Oh, fuck, yes. Just food for thought. If you went back in time the same amount of time from today as Marty did from 1985 to 1955, you'd be going Don't back to 1991. Oh god! Oh, we're gonna go see Terminator Two. <laughs> yeah, but uh, oh fuck! Oh my god! I'd be six Gross. years old. <laughs> That'd oh, be weird. Yeah. That'd be super I'd weird. Just, I'd be eight. Jesus, dude! That one that could work bad. out. Go back that in time bad. thirty years, find eight-year-old me, give myself some stock tips, and be like, "So when you turn eighteen, <laughs> go invest in this company called Google." Mm-hmm. Microsoft, <laughs> Apple. <Yeah. laughs> oh my God! Put tell your parents to put all of their money in it. <laughs> every all single, th- every single last dime. Just put it all in there. Yes. Yeah. Whatever. Don't don't go. I, that's what the fuck I'm with. Fucking tell your parents. Don't try to remodel the fucking house. That's a losing endeavor. Everything in fucking Google and Microsoft. Now tell them not to wait. Now. <laughs> And if they're wondering right. who this is, remember that you bought you bought a truck, a 93 F-150 that was a pain in the fucking ass that you refused to give 
to your kids. Just trust me on this. Google and Microsoft, Renetta and Herbert. God damn and it. You, and and, and, and if, if you see on TV a crazy wild-eyed scientist who always wants, always wants to go to Mars, invest, invest in this company too. Right. Later on. Later on. Smart. <laughs> Much later. <laughs> now, guys, <clears throat> I just heard about this. I don't know if you had, and I'm just going to Just gonna show it. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps leaving us on these tank hangers. Yeah. <laughs> Action Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie featuring Vin Diesel would be, but <laughs> wait, hold on. Didn't we didn't we get that with um fucking real steel? Real, real real steel. Yep. Yep. <laughs> That's a pretty good movie. It was fine, but I would have I it was it was it was too emotional about like you know the the about you know like I I love on the beginning of the movie it's like the, the, this guy who's been doing the 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 robot fighting is like immediately meets his like illegitimate child like who's six and just like he gets dumped on his doorstep by his mom and he's like what what's going on damn it I have to I have to teach this kid how to be a man and fight these robotic robots what am I gonna do like that was a whole movie. I know it was it, I wanted to be like yo we already saw swordfish like I don't want to see swordfish with robots like yeah, what the fuck yeah exactly is this? that's what. It was. That's what it was. It's like fuck, and he's like, like the the first fight where he's like shadow boxing, and the robots doing the same thing. He does like the Superman punch or whatever. I was like, Logan, what are you doing? What is this? It's called a what paycheck. It's called he a paycheck. <laughs> he's like, yo, I got a house in London, and I got a house in, in California. I gotta be able to pay for this shit. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> I'll sing and dance and and be in rock and soccer robots the movie. I don't give a shit. Well, he, did, did you, he speaking of what he did, he did sing and dance. Did you guys yeah. know that that real Steel movie was essentially a ripoff of a Twilight Zone episode? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. I, I, read, I read that in the description because I was like, this seems familiar, and I read that in the description. I remember you saying that. I don't. I don't remember what. Uh, it's just called Steel, and it features Lee Marvin. Oh jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Canada uh, we are, I think, caught up on the pre-show stuff. Oh, oh, fuck! He tainted us again. <laughs> <laughs> we were caught up, but now here we are—a taint yeah. stair away from <laughs> satisfaction. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Am I oh, back? Oh, there you go. There you go. There you go. Large and taint in charge. Nope. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. So, Dion, did you want to hear the good news I had for you? I do. I do. Are you, you sure you can handle it? Hey, listen, man. My, my taint is clenched with anticipation. So, <laughs> Friends Reunion Special gets first trailer and premiere oh, date Jesus on HBO Christ. Max. Oh, and the reunion special go. will feature a slew of all oh, new guest stars, including God. Reese Witherspoon, Justin Bieber, Malala Yousafzai, Mindy Kaling, and Lady Gaga. Every every white woman from thirty to forty five right now just gotten really wet. Okay, Jesus Christ! And what what is what is with Justin Bieber doing as many like nostalgic products as he can? Because he did fucking Zoolander fucking two. Now he's doing fucking the Friends reunion. What fucking pot? What what possible bullshit could he be doing on the front? Like, is he like one of their kids' boyfriends or some bullshit? Like, what 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 is he doing besides looking like a lesbian and being an asshole? Like, what <laughs> like what more could he be doing? Oh, man. 
And again, right, not to really look like a lesbian is a bad thing. It's just that Justin Bieber, no matter what he does, you're like, God, that kid's such a little asshole. Wait, what did I come back into? Because I heard not that looking like a lesbian's a bad thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was, I was, it was a quick short rant on Justin Bieber, and I was like, God, fuck that kid. <laughs> Even well, he's grown. He's he's in his late twenties now. Fuck that dude. God, I was I Listen, I specifically remember right when like the whole Belieber thing was taking off, and Hillary and I went and saw Megamind, great fucking movie by the way, and there was a fucking trailer for his 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 documentary slash um, slash uh, concert movie, and in which was already funny. There was a majority of adults were at Megamind, but with the minute that they saw that we all saw the Justin Bieber trailer. Everyone in that theater went, oh, just this, this exhale of, what the fuck? I can't imagine that people went and saw that fucking movie because the only people who like Justin Bieber couldn't legally fucking drive yet. And it's like, <laughs> why is this dude still somewhat? And then he posts those bullshit basketball videos on Instagram. You can't play fucking basketball, Justin Bieber. You beat your manager and your manager's fucking kids. You can't play basketball. Shut up. How the fuck are you have that many tattoos and you're that fucking skinny and you've got the same fucking haircut as the chick from the women's soccer team? Fucking sit down somewhere. Do some push-ups and get over it. Fuck. I hate that dude. Dion, you need to calm down. I am calm. Fucking, don't you fucking... Who are you? What are you doing here and where are my horses? It's just so... Because they're both like brunettes, and I love brunettes, but then they turn around and it's the face, and the face is like, I'm going to give you something that you don't want, boy. And I'm like, fuck you, honey. Dion, do you need me to cheer you up? Please. (laughs) Better. Oh my God. I fucking love Raka Raka. Those guys are hilarious. I did too. Oh, um, so speaking of love, let's show love to the audience who shows a ton of love to us. Let's get caught up on our super chats. Well, we got a lot, so we're not going to get caught up on every single one right now, but uh, let's start. So our friend Cesario Japan says, Jeff, I got to read my third super chat from Tuesday. That was also spoiled by Comics Division inadvertently before it got read. Make up Jam Ram and a number 13 button? You got it, Cesario Japan. So, of course, uh, if you ask folks, you get one of these. Where do we have Jam Ram? And a number 13. Where we got a number 13? You got knocked the fuck out, man! There you go. Thank you, Cesario Japan. Or Caesar Jorpin, as they call you on Anna and Jesse's channels. Uh, let's see. Where is that tab? Perfect. There we go. Space Monkey 899 says we should all switch to internet gas. It's indefinitely renewable source created from stupidity and woke. Would I'm you guys still uh, disappointed that that comic book never came out? I mean, it got made fun of out of existence. I know it sucks because I really yeah. wanted to read that and laugh at it. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I want to do a live reading on air. It'd be fucking hilarious. I mean, you well, gotta admit the fact that it burned out so quickly is actually pretty awesome, and it's pretty hilarious. Yeah, that's true. Impressive. Because remember, the Twitter mob spends money, right, guys? 
<laughs> well, didn't didn't one comic comic uh, comic store like want five hundred copies of it or some shit? Like they wanted so many of them, and like they got mad because you know the, never, the orders never got fulfilled. They kept getting pushed back or something. Like I remember that happening. I remember that, but I never believed that, that was a real thing. I always thought that it was you know the fucking what was the dude's name the the writer or whatever claimed that because like there was never every never ever a, a confirmation that some actual comic shop ran by a human being who actually knows what they're doing would preemptively order 500 fucking or 5,000 copies of that shit already. Like that, that was fucking crazy. I was like, this dude is lying his ass off. It's just to talk, you know, to build it up online. I was listening to the newest retro blasting video and he makes an excellent point. Michael, he says, you get these guys that want to sell these, these um, action figure marketers that want to build up this hype for the figure and they go to their boss like yeah we sold uh, through our hype we had so much hype our click through was great blah 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 blah. great how many did you sell well we only made 17 percent like this weird they're like doing this across the board what's a con man move you know especially you know we saw that shit with um with the um it was either I think I think it was the uh, I see I keep wanting to say Return of the Jedi it's the movie I wanted to be the last Jedi figures you know this shit of like oh we had so many pre orders blah 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 well how many how many and especially when we talk to the dude at Star Wars Celebration well how many did they sell how many did you sell oh it was you know five percent of projection it's like it's just like <laughs> it's a con man thing where you say yeah we have look how many pre orders or look how many uh, 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 initial orders did we got come in. And when it comes time for the money to fucking land on the table, none of it does. And it's like that's that's a that's a classic snake oil salesman move. And I'm I was not surprised to see that shitty comic book do the exact same shit. Like, oh look, we've got so many pre-orders from comic book shops. When no one in their right mind is like, yeah, that means that they're gonna fucking move. You know, that's that was crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, the world's a better place without the new new warriors. True. Oh my god, that's another one. Oh, that's, this shit's gonna be great. No, oh my god, it's like yeah, people who buy comic books don't want that shit. No. Space Monkey, thank you very much. Sh Rebels O Eight says, "I want my chocolate milk tonight. Not you, Dion, but you can be." Mm. You keep humming afterwards, <laughs> and that makes it worse. <laughs> yeah, it does, and that's why I do it. Yeah, I know. Cesario Japan, thank you very much. He says, does Buffalo Jeff have a distant, unknown British relative? Buffalo Jeff, spelled with a G. I might, but I don't family. Folks, if you wanted to do the Buffalo the Buffalo Jeff movie, which is just going to be our, our parody version of Sounds of the Lambs, make sure you share our stuff and uh, hit, up, <laughs> hit, up, hit up the Indiegogo for your trading cards. And also go to the Patreon so you can hear Buffalo Jeff talk and read books to you late at night and while you try to sleep <laughs> right so you cannot go to sleep until so you cannot go to yeah. sleep until you know until you have to get up to, to go to work the next day <laughs> i should just do a full asmr channel and see if i can make get more subscribers than i do on this channel <laughs> I, it, won't, it doesn't even have to be that creepy i just be like this all the time i read it up like this this isn't even the buffalo jeff voice no this is dion but you know see, no you're doing the <laughs> thing that makes it buffalo jeff Fucker. yeah he knows <laughs> he, he, he knows the voice he can pick you out for the, a crowd the part that made me laugh is now into his memory Listen, he fucking he was away from the mic and he did it again. I'm like, don't practice it when you when you backed away from the mic, asshole. I just you just hear him go from here, and then in the background, 
Mm, I'm like, that's almost worth you. What are you doing here and where are my horses? <laughs> that looks like it could be a Goosebumps episode. That is so It should be a Goosebumps episode. God, that makes me so uncomfortable. I know. I'm sorry, Dion. You should be. I am kind of. <laughs> Joseph, I am kind of. It's kind of fucked up. A, look, when I see you in person for Loudy's wedding, I'm gonna make you a promise that I won't do the voice when we're sober. Listen, just, just he's gonna give sure you, you know, you know, he's gonna give me that that, no. that, one, that one second longer hug. He's gonna, he's gonna grab you a little bit tighter. He's gonna whisper in your ear and he's gonna be like, "Dion, I missed you." Better fucking not. And then like, come, Actually, then he's got like a fucking that. roll of Mentos in his fucking pocket or something. Like, hey, that's enough. That's enough. Cool down. No, he's got two rolls. He got two rolls. Come on now. Two rolls. I'm really happy to see you. Like, oh. Just thank you very much for your critical hit super chat sticker of the Nintendo like controller. Um, TLJ Screwjob says can't watch for a bit, but we'll catch up. Also, as of five twenty p.m. May thirteenth, twenty twenty one, I am a college graduate with a BA in history. Well, congratulations, TLJ Screwjob, buddy. That uh, dude, college took a minute to get through for financial reasons for me, but. The day I graduated, it was April 24th, 2014. I never get that fun day. You'll never get that day, trust me. So, congratulations. Dion, college is yes. where we became buddies. But yes, uh, outside of our fun, what was some of your uh, favorite things about good old Michigan State? Uh, I mean, the summers, the, um, the scenery was fantastic right when the fucking weather broke. Uh, you know, I love the campus. It's definitely one of the most beautiful I've been on. Um, you know, I, I, I miss, uh, you know, when I moved into my apartment with my girlfriend, my mom was so fucking furious. And I laugh about that shit to this day. Because she would always, specifically, she'd call it shacking up. And every time she would say that, it was like nails on a chalkboard. I'm like, why are you so old? Oh, my God. I laugh about that to this fucking day. And then obviously, you know, like our Thirsty Thursdays are one of my favorite fucking memories. You know, we it was just you and me, and we would get drunk and watch shit or go get food or walk to fucking Speedway. And we started beating it was yeah, I just that those that's probably my top five or four, whatever number I listed there. Good job, Booker T. <laughs> Thomas Jefferson, sucker. I was showing Jesse the uh we coming for you clip. Oh, but yes. I didn't just show it to her once. I put every YouTube video that was just that clip in like a playlist. I just kept playing <laughs> over and over. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Shit happens. It's funny. <laughs> oh, sorry. London Fog. That's an awesome super chat. I'll read them in order, but damn it, that's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, don't worry. The taint wall will happen soon, folks. Uh, let's get caught up on a few more, and then we'll talk about our main topic. There's... Yeah. You missed the traffic, Dion. I can't really hear you, though. Okay, I'll, I'll yell at you when I'm back in the room when I take my beer out of the freezer. Deal. You get that beer, bro. Um, <laughs> Liquor Jim says, for Dion's stroke recovery fund. Well, thank you, Liquor Jim. <laughs> uh, when Dion gets back from his beer, I'll ask him about his uh, stroke recovery fund. But Yeah, he was he, he was smelling, uh, you know, Cinnamon Toast Crunch. That's what, that's what happened. <sighs> it's the best. <laughs> 
we should wear horse masks. Do you guys want to get some? Yeah. No, Not we that shouldn't, one. actually. Nope. Hey, hey, hey. I still, I, 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 still, I still have the idea of him waking up with mannequins around him when, you know, when he gets up in the morning. Listen, I listen. If hey, I wake uh, up and there are fucking mannequins, I'm fighting. I'm throwing <laughs> punches at those mannequins. Yeah. I've seen too much fucking yeah, too many Goosebumps episode. Too much. Shut, shut up. <laughs> too many fucking. <laughs> too many fucking Twilight Zone episodes. I ain't going down. Okay, and I ain't going out like the brother in Night of the Living Dead either. I, I'm, I'm making it the fuck out of that situation alive. God damn it. Yeah, he he makes it through the end of the movie almost. Well, by any means necessary. In the original one, he makes it out, but he gets shot for reasons. They yes. thought he was a zombie, Nick. Let's not try to read too much into that film. <laughs> I mean, Come you on. can. You really can if you really want to. Well, I think we should because it's actually a pretty important film. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, in 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 the remake um, done by. I forget who made the remake, but yeah, the remake that happened in the nineties. They, they, the he, you know, the 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 guy who did it um, did a new ending where he actually was a zombie, and I was like, oh, that's interesting. I guess it gives you liberty to shoot him then. Okay, awesome. Why not? <laughs> Sorry, I had to mute myself because there is so much traffic right now racing down the street. Folks, another good post of news. Those, those, people, those people must be fully vaxxed, too. Yeah. yeah. Look, we are moving. Uh, WCBS headquarters is moving to a much quieter location. So all this random bullshit that plagues the show every once in a while, which is funny for everyone else, but annoying because I live here. Uh, it'll be going away. Now, if yeah, you Jeff, want, Jeff, is, Jeff is moving to the O in the Hollywood sign. So, yeah. Yeah, yep. it's great. I got a view to a kill. So. <laughs> Uh, TLJ Screwjob, by the way. All dude. structures are going to think that you're King Kong, especially if you <laughs> got a white girl. Now. You got to be very careful. That's, I, I, I always am, bro. I made it this far without, you know. Beauty killed the beast. I'm from Cincinnati. Get me to the <laughs> I'm going to oh, fuck with that and like, get attacked. I'm from Cincinnati. <laughs> Who gives a shit? Shoot it. <laughs> nah, man. Ain't me from, I'm from Cincinnati. <laughs> What a terrible way to go, guys. <laughs> See? There I go. I proved my point. Uh, Dion, Liquor Jim had sent us a super chat that said for Dion Stroke Recovery Fund. Aw, thanks, man. Yeah, he's a my great dude. My left side is, is hopefully going to come back, and we'll uh, we'll make it a thing. It'll be great. <laughs> Doug Keller says Elon Musk is becoming Drax from Moonraker. Heh. Yeah, I called him Iron. I called him the other day. Uh, sorry, the other day I called him Tony Stark, and I was really like, "Ah, oh, cool, well, he sent the rocket to the moon." And now I'm like, "Yeah, you kind of are like Drax from Moonraker." Yeah, well, well here's, like, I, I love everybody equates him to Tony Stark, but like Tony Stark was actually fucking intelligent. This guy just like knows where to. Like this guy's just I, I don't know. He's he's got Aspergers. That's basically what it is. I don't know. Isn't that what yeah. Tony Stark had in that cave? He's like, shit, I got to build a suit of metal, and then. <laughs> <laughs> but well, I mean, once again, Tony Stark was smart. I think if Elon Musk was in that cave, he wouldn't be able to do shit. He's like, "There's no rocket here. I can't get to Mars. I can't get to Mars. I'm gonna die." I, on Earth. I would guess that Elon Musk doesn't have. I mean, I know Tony Stark's a fictional character, but like the world skills. I feel like if you put the real, if you put a real person in that scenario, they're not going to be like Iron Man. Oh, of <laughs> they're course, just be like, help! <laughs> help! Anybody? <laughs> They're gonna try to rewire that bomb and, and blow themselves up. Is what's gonna happen. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Doug Keller has an excellent request that I might have to deny because I don't want to get picked up by people in a white van. He says, Buffalo Jeff reads Dianetics. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Double Seven Cloud says, Woo, Digimon. That's right. Digital monsters. Digimon are the champions. Uh, Clostorx says, Say we have torpedoes, but they sure follow the school zone speed limit. Womp, 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 womp. <laughs> oh, that joke hurts my soul. <laughs> um, Kendo Slice says, Jeff, I'd like a number 14, please. You got it. Who are you? What are you doing here and where are my horses? Just fucking creepy. Yeah. That's awesome. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do a revision of it, Dion, and put you in the video. Oh, yes. I don't think that's necessary. I don't I, I don't think really it's very know. necessary. No, no, no. There's there's even more to that video of the horses. The lady horses, the lorses, if you will. I'm sure that there is, but I ain't gonna fucking see it. Oh, you will. Oh you will. no. <laughs> Doug Keller, thank you very much. He suggests silence of the taints. Do you think that would win an Oscar? Absolutely. You think Jodie Foster would do that one? For the right paycheck and the and the right side piece, I think she absolutely would. I mean, oh, yeah. Jodie Foster is not really a sequel lady, but if she'll do the sequel to this and Taint Driver, I think she's got a nuclear uh, <laughs> <laughs> lineup. Uh, Overkill161 says Taint Air. I'd watch I mean, that, wouldn't you guys? Yeah. That's a great With movie. Taint Cage. <laughs> and John Q. Taint. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I want to see this. You know what would be the best movie ever? <laughs> it's a movie called Taint Off, where John Travolta and Nicolas Cage swap taints, and they have to... <laughs> 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 what the and nothing changes. Nothing changes. They just walk bow legged the whole time. Yeah, yeah they're, just, they're just in recovery for six weeks. That's all it yes. is. No one knows the difference. It just ends with them fighting in like a fucking hospital waiting room. Oh god. That's just oh. so weird. <laughs> they're just wearing bicycle shorts, walking all bow legged, and occasionally you just see a drip of sweat go down their thigh, but no explanation. <laughs> None needed. Um, <laughs> Andy McCallum, thank you very much. He says, "The Paintinator to Judgment Day." So you Two made more. Terminator into Paint. <laughs> oh, they're ready to put that P. They're ready to put that P in there just because of you know YouTube. Ah, oh, well, I'd like to watch Taintinator to Judgment Taint. Five <laughs> <laughs> in the old town tonight. Taintinator to fucking Trim Day. <laughs> Satanator 2 I don't know <laughs> fuck it <laughs> anyway, uh, that would be the perfect on. day for it yeah. I don't know <laughs> 16-bit mas- mascot says keep it real boys Jeff I didn't buy the book but regardless congrats on your success thank you more, inter- more indie entertainment culture needs take a hold cheers or needs to take a hold cheers 
Uh, thank you very much, 16-bit mascot. I don't know. Well, speaking of inter- uh, independent entertainment, should, Jeff, should I should should we show the the Mother News trailer on here? Since uh, I don't know, since it's short, it's about a minute long. As soon as Kendo comes back, we will. Okay, because I feel like he'd want to talk about it. <laughs> and if Kendo's not back in a minute, we'll play it. Okay. <laughs> so if you want to get it queued up, get it queued up. All right. Uh, let me read a couple more of these, and then we'll play that. Uh, D. James Baker says. Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Taint. Number 14, please. (laughs) Sorry, Dion. Who are you? What are you doing here and where are my horses? No, I don't. I did just it. What the fuck? Yes, you do. See, you fucking asshole. I do. Fucker. Just ridiculous is what it is. I'm sorry. You know what? Let's change up the pace. No more taint talk. Nick, show your trailer. Uh, I, I I give I give the link to you. Oh, you sent me the link. What did you do? Hold on. Would would be better if I but I shared the screen or? Do you want to take a chance? Okay. <laughs> It might not shit the bed. So, folks, sadly, Kendo had to go to his soul-sucking other job. So he will be—he uh, will not be back for the rest of the show. But I wanted to give him a proper outro because people are going to be like, where'd Kendo go? Well, he went to hell. But he'll be back next week, folks. I'm back <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> oh, man. So you guys ready to check out the trailer? Yeah. I believe that I am, Kimosabi. And we're going to start talking about uh, tonight's big topic. Marvel possibly being censored in China as they try to have an Asian character, you know, breaks, uh, break the uh, new ground. So we'll talk about that in just a moment. But let's check out Nick's trailer. Mother News presents Once Upon a Nightmare. It's an ode to Tales from the Crypt. Oh, you gotta love that, kitties. <laughs> Is there no sound? It's a project. Yeah, we can hear. Okay, heart, I can't. Okay. If I had one. <laughs> it's directed by Richard Tanner and Dan Beck and starring Aaron Brown of Master of Horrors. <laughs> For those listening to the audio portion of this show, a woman was taking off her skirt and the mirror took off her pants too she had muscular thighs and a dildo is being held check it out kiddies <laughs> be careful what you ask Ooh, we'll slap in the bed. you may Ooh. get it <laughs> i love that wolf fucking outfit right there hey there we go there's caitlin now nick i heard it on good authority that your film won an award after being screened at the alamo draft house yeah we screwed the alamo draft house at the grind exploitation film festival and we won um, the uh, the the what was it the Grinder Award, basically best in show. Um, it was a lot of that. That, that festival was a lot of fun. Also, we had the most people at the festival come to watch our movie at like 11, <clears throat> 11 a.m. on a Saturday. So, yeah, hell yeah, it man, it was awesome. A little morning drinking, some mimosas, go see some crazy ass shit, some redheads with fucking whips and chains, and get to see my boy <laughs> Nick sitting in the chair with duct tape on his mouth. The only time he let that shit happen while fully clothed. <laughs> you know me too well, sir. You know me too well. Yeah, my brother from Samoan mother, bro. 
but yeah um actually actually um if you guys want to help us out uh if you can i i, I guess we'll, i'll post a trailer throughout our social media and if you guys can uh like and like and comment on that trailer and have it go through the rank have it you know be uh sent up through uh youtube's algorithms or whatever we can hopefully get it seen by some more people and maybe you know maybe we'll you know we'll, we'll be on some vod platforms or whatever easier but you know that would help out a lot if you guys could do that that'd be really cool but we will share the trailer later tonight <clears throat> and across all of our social media uh for the, for the rest of the week so yeah if you guys would help us out just watch it give it a comment <clears throat> have 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 it build up in the rankings of youtube um you know help independent filmmakers you know make some damn money now it looks like speaking of money nick it looks like Marvel might not make some money in the most lucrative market, according to uh, them. Uh, prostitution? Oh, sorry. Yeah. I mean, some would argue what they do with these characters is prostitution, but uh, they're not real people, so they can't get upset. Now, report. Marvel's The Eternals and Shang-Chi might get banned from China. This new report comes from Variety. After CCTV6, China Movie Channel, omitted both Eternals and Shang-Chi from an upcoming list of Marvel Cinematic Universe's Phase 4 films, Variety's Rebecca Davis report, CCTV China Movie Channel aired the release dates for eight of the next Marvel's ten films, but did not include Shang-Chi and Eternals, which are expected to hit theaters following Black Widow on September 3rd and November 5th. Davis explains why the omission of these two films could mean they might be banned from China. The omission might seem small, but its significance lies in its provenance. The channel is under the jurisdiction of China's powerful propaganda department, which has the final word on film's approval. As for why Shang-Chi and Eternals might be banned from China, Davis cites director Chloe Zhao as the main reason for the Eternal and her Oscar win for Nomadland censored in China by the communist-run government. Censorship came after Zhao's comments about China from 2013 resurfaced. More recently, Zhao was also reported to have said the United States is now my country, blah, blah, blah. Ultimately, the Australian website would later publish. Well, I don't give a shit. Anyway, so do you guys, before we get into this, okay, a little more. As for Chang-Chi, one of the issues is the use of the Mandarin. As noted by Davis, the Communist Youth Leader League Paper China Youth Daily claimed in 2019, although the Mandarin is not the same person as Fu Manchu, it's still under the shadow of Fu Manchu. They added, even as the announcement of the character has caused a huge controversy in China, Marvel wants Shang-Chi to earn money from the global audience, but it faces a big challenge. The film itself will decide whether it will end uh, in tears or laughter. <laughs> so, as Marvel and Disney try to put out a Asian led superhero film to get themselves patted on the back here in the West. It can't play in China possibly because I of fucking love that so much. Yep. Oh Disney tried God. so hard. So hard. <laughs> yeah, they, they really did. And China's like, nope, we don't want it. Sorry. That's 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 hilarious. Yeah, they're like, yo, oh, you can't we can't control the narrative. We want to make sure that we can give a 100% government sponsored film to our citizens even though you think that you're give showing love to worldwide motherfuckers all over the world. No, no, we don't want none of that, son. We're going to we're going to show one of the reasons why doing this shit is not a great idea. Again, we have seen Disney products do weird shit to appeal to China. And do you think they're just going to go back and censor this movie or sorry, edit this movie and then uh, re-release it in China in a few years? Or do you 100%. think they're just going to you think they will? 
I absolutely oh, yeah. think that, yeah, they, yeah, they, yeah. They, yeah. you know, the, the, the company that, you know, uh, yelled, screamed, jumped, jittered and pittered on Twitter about showcasing for, for minorities and for different cultures around the world. And then for them to minimize the star of one of their films on the poster to appease China, trying to, you know, play both sides so they can win no matter what the fuck happens. They're 100% going to go back and edit Sanchita so they can get in China. They want that money. They want those, you know, they look at China, they see billions of dollars and they're not just going to walk away from that. You know, even after a couple losses, you know, Hey man, we've got plenty of shotgun barrel to, to suck on here. <laughs> they, they do they do they do love that shotgun but yeah i mean it, it, yeah it's dude it, it, it's crazy man it really is but marvel if you look at some of the let's just use disney in general some of the films that they have pushed for some of the films they have altered in this push to get you know acceptance in china to get that chinese box office it's not working look case in point star wars yeah, they took out the lesbian kiss in the rise of Skywalker for international markets, mm-hmm. but they also uh, edit down Finn and do this stuff for posters. And long story short, those movies aren't that big of a hit in those markets. And yes, the right. Marvel movies have made more, but Transformers used to make a fuckload of money in China. Then they lost favor with the Chinese market. I put out a video last year and then the Transformers movies kind of shit the bed and had to restart fresh. Has Marvel reached that point? Because we've seen big mega billion dollar franchises get stale in China. If 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 John Cena and um, uh, what is it, Maliba uh, Jonovich, whatever that hell name is, uh, both join the Marvel universe, that's those are two fucking death nails in the coffin of Marvel. <laughs> it's interesting, happens, man. Really. I mean, I mean, I, listen, you joke about it. I could see them. You know, especially now that John Cena's in the Fast and the Furious movies, you know, Marvel is is one hundred percent gonna gonna go for him. But yeah, man, I, I I it's it's they're definitely gonna go in that direction because you know it, even China feels you know fatigue for certain stuff, and then you combine that with the fact that you know they're they're clearly in get in China mode. You know, the the Chinese audiences are gonna feel that, and damn sure the government's gonna take fucking notice of that shit. You know, and and especially now, I mean, you know, just because they throttle and and withhold parts of the internet from their citizens doesn't mean that they're not paying attention, and they're going to know exactly what fucking Marvel is trying to do. They they're gonna they know that Marvel's part of Disney. You know, they they're not dumb. They might be some cruel mothers and over there in the government, but they're not stupid. You know, so yeah, they're gonna smell Marvel doing this a mile away. Uh, to our friend Techman Blade, uh, that's a, that's a pretty good point. I'll give you that. Marvel isn't as bad as the Transformers movies got. I'm just saying they do lose favor in other parts of the world quickly, and then it's like putting your eggs in all your eggs in one basket. I feel a lot of these big companies that want to sell to China are doing that, and I get it. Risk reward, bigger, you know, piece of the pie, and all this stuff. But at the Wasn't end of the that- day. Was that the whole joke for the Resident Evil movies? Like the reason that we kept getting more Resident Evil movies is because China kept giving giving it money and making them a big deal. Probably because the rest of the world does keep some of the shittier franchises around. Yeah, yeah. that's true. Yeah, I mean, I people. Know, yeah, the worldwide was pretty crazy for for Resident Evil. I look at it like this: if in America we're tired of something that stupid, I kind of find it hard to believe the rest of the world still wants it. You'd be yeah, surprised. Well, think, listen, man. I you know, and I and listen. And I will die on the hill that you know 
the Resident Evil movies are a great fucking example because they're what happens when people like UA Bull become successful. You know, the f- <laughs> the fact that you know you have studios that are like okay, we'll spend you know twenty, thirty, forty, fifty million dollars, and then we'll get four hundred in return. Fuck it, let's just do it. You know, they don't they don't really care about the quality of the film. You know, because I want to say those. Resident Evil movies were bringing in like $300, $400 million. You know, and compare that to fuck it. That's why some of the effects were, were so fucking terrible. You know, you can if you can spend, you know, tens of millions to make hundreds of millions, you know, they're going to do it. You know, they don't really give a shit about, you know, niche or, or, or cult favorites because they can essentially get away with this shit. They're not as bad as UA, who is probably laundering fucking money, but goddamn, dude, it's um I that is a perfect fucking example. And I I mean I know Marvel's way, way, way off from becoming um becoming the Resident Evil shit, but it's you know, again, when you can flip a couple million, it, it's hard to say no. Uh James, I agree. They do need to make good movies. I wanted to make this point to you guys. Actually, I wanted to ask you this question. What do you think is more important? Now, we're talking essentially long-term versus short-term. So short-term, they can make, let's call it a Sony film, where here's how, let's use Sony as an example. Regular Sony films versus a classic Sony film in quotations. So you get a movie like, I don't know, The Watch. Or, well, that's not a sequel, but like something like uh, Men in Black International. Something that comes out is a big deal in quotations, meaning the company, put the studio puts everything they can behind it. They make it this great, relevant movie for whatever year it comes out in, and they want to make it appeal to everybody. But then the movie kind of just has a really short shelf life. But then you compare that to something like Ghostbusters, where you make a film that film film a real movie and it sticks around so what i'm asking you guys is do you think they should start worrying about making long-term films that can become classics that can be mined like you know that basically a lot of these great films are quality first and then the franchises spawn and then there's a lot of films that do both simultaneously a lot of the marvel stuff does that uh you could argue well star wars kind of did that after the first film but do you, would you guys rather see that where they take that approach to create something that's supposed to be around for 30 to 40 years? Or do you think just popping out digestible shit for the summers, the the way to go these days? You want an uh, honest opinion or objective? Both. Oh, fuck. Okay. Okay, Nick. Okay. We'll, we'll make this into like a little fun thing. Give your objective opinion first and then I'll do my objective. And then, and then no, no, do, do, do honest first, and then we'll do objective. Uh, okay, honest opinion. Um, they need they need to go long term. They need to go long term because uh, as we've seen as we've seen from Back to the Future, Ghostbusters, Beverly Hills Cop, Goonies, and a plethora of other movies, um, we still buy the shit from those movies, and that and those companies are still making money. You know, like it's still happening. So. Okay. Okay, I'm gonna give honest first. You absolutely should lean more towards making classics that last thirty years. Um, with uh, what, what was the, the phrase you used? The quality, where it's quality over quantity. You should absolutely do that because um, you know, especially after all this shit, you know, people, you know, life's going to be different. And you know, if anything, this this HBO Max thing has proved, you know, it's not going to be the same 
as theater. So you have to come up with something that lasts, that is good objectively, it's good critically, and also a classic. You know, something that, like Nick just said, people are buying merchandise for 30 fucking years from now. You know, obviously it's not going to be the later, the later, the dirty, yeah, the dirty 30s dark seed. You know, those, it's not going to rack in public money, but that legacy, that loyalty money where you're getting substantial amounts for decades long term and then the, the 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 reputation of that franchise is in high standing i think that's where you go objectively speaking you know this is this is the i've got a 30 year mortgage approach you know and that and, and really yes what exactly they should be doing especially 2020 and on 2021 and on excuse me so give give your objective opinion now nick yeah, I mean, objectively, I mean, I under I I I understand what they're doing. Like, you know, they 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 wanted they want the quick money. They want the quick money. They want it now. They want it. They want to make a billion dollars tomorrow. That's all well and good, but what does that do for your company five ten years down the road? You know, and uh, they're not looking. They're they're all, they're clearly not looking long term because it seems like they're they're all in this this phase of like they want to they want to they want to make their money they want to excel their way through hollywood and whatever job they are and they don't care about um what goes on like they want the flavor of the, they want the flavor of the month they're going to be willing to do that stuff because we've seen it's been happening for over five years now and they don't care about entertainment or anything lasting longer than a year and a half so that's why they're doing these moves that's why they're doing these um these these quick little movies that are SJW movies or whatever and things like that that are you know part of that narrative and it's it's killing them and that's you know that's that's what it is and it's it, it re- it's really just making hollywood seem like assholes and you know nothing's coming out of it that's that's any good it's all boring stuff you know what i think would be a good way to describe SJW films these days what's up besides crappy besides crappy corporate yeah, yeah there you go corporate the there you go corporate corporate I think yeah. it's the perfect word to describe these films because it's that Steve Buscemi gif. Hey, other kids trying to walk around yep. and look cool. It's these companies going, hey, folks, we're so trendy and on the cutting edge. Not only are our movies beautiful, but they mean something. It's like, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, but objectively, go fucking corporate. If objectively speaking, I mean, I understand that whole going from quarter to quarter mindset. Fuck it, because if I'm an obje- an object uh, objective, an uh, 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 executive, you know, let, uh, fuck it. You, you if you fuck up and, and and shotgun an attempt, and one of them hit, that's 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 a billion dollars. That's 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 <laughs> two billion dollars. It, it looks good on your resume. You know what I'm saying? And then again, hey, if I'm, you know, uh, in that sphere where you know your people who make those decisions. You know, fuck it, cocaine. Let, you know, let's keep chasing the high. You know, we can we can stand and take a couple lows, right? You know, fuck it, let's let's do it. We'll hit, we'll have some bad ones, and then when we hit that billion, baby, it'll make up for all those bad ones. Fuck it. You know, let's 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 keep the the, the crack train going. You know, one one hits right, and you get two billion dollars. Yes, please. I can stand and lose fifty million dollars comfortably a couple times. Hit that billion, and it erases it. It's it's funny to say because like the the book the book I showed you I got in the mail day uh, which was must must mustache shenanigans by J. Chandra Sekar. Uh, he yeah. says that towards the end because like towards the end of the book is just him like you know about his film history and him like you know making shows and things like that. And that's what he says is like 
he's talked to executives and he was you know he, he had a conversation with them I was like well, well why don't you make you know a couple of like you know 20 million 20 million dollar comedies and make 100 million dollars off of them he's like well the exec said i can't because the same the same marketing uh, crew i use for the billion dollar movie are the same people i move for i, I use for the would be used for those movies so we got to make a billion dollars per movie or we're not or they won't get paid enough and they'll be useless you know uh-huh. Uh-huh. so uh-huh. I mean, I, I mean, look, I get it. <clears throat> Go ahead, didn't Nick. we once look up the um, the rise of Skywalker? We found out how expensive it was based on oh, that yeah. five multiplier, and it only made a billion dollars, yeah. and that really wasn't that successful. Well, yeah, well, yeah. Not only that, because that was because. Um, and that, I remember you looking up, and it was a legitimate source because they clearly, mu- you know, we had the so says yo double that for for marketing, and then what they were even what they released about the whole marketing budget for the um for the last Jedi and how it was a significant fucking amount. Like it wasn't it wasn't normal marketing. They spent a lot a lot of fucking marketing cash for the last Jedi. So it very much the billion that came in barely covered that shit. Because I want to say, I mean, it was, you know, it, it was, fuck, man. It was close to half a billion in, in as part of the production for that fucking stuff. Yeah, Brad, man. you make a great point about movies being killed by marketing teams. I went to school for advertising and marketing, and the, the kind of people in that field definitely help make movies as shitty as they are today. Because there are people probably a little younger than me and my age getting in there and, uh, you know, they want to worry about doing well by doing good and all the other causey type yeah, of yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. bullshit. Yeah, yeah, because more, yeah, those marketing teams, I'm sure they use the same stuff. They use social media. They use hashtags. They do their research. They find out all, all this, all the all the cool stuff the kids are doing these days. And Dude, they fucking them. the boys. Where they where they where they ma- they make a big deal of her being yeah. a quote unquote lesbian, and her girl was like, you know, she's bi though, and they're like, <laughs> no, no, it's fine. No one knows the difference. Like that is. That 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 what what was the phrase Jeff? You said doing well by doing good. Like yeah. that's a hundred percent. They're not doing it because they give a shit, and you can tell. And you know, and Brian responded because he heard me. He heard, he heard us say marketing, and it's such you know it's bad when lay people understand how bad it is. <laughs> like when 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 people who don't um you know aren't huge nerds of the process of making films and TV and comics and all that shit. You know, but then you say marketing, everyone knows that that means some asshole who is disingenuous, but only is caring about the returns, the returns, the fucking returns. You know, these marketing teams don't give a shit about, you know, racial, racial uh, upheaval and and healing. They're like, yo, people are going to see that. They think we care and they're going to give us money. That's it. By the way, we almost have 700 watching. Can we get 700 thumbs up, please? Yes, right, folks. thumbs up button right now. Just, just, just go over, click it right now. Pull up your phone, click it. Kendall, I know you're out there. Click the fucking button. <laughs> hey, Johnny, be good. I have a video talking about the Shang Chi toys coming out this weekend, so be on the lookout for that. Where's Chuck uh, Berry? Say what? <laughs> <laughs> where's Chuck Berry? Yeah, I, was like, I said, where, where's Chuck Berry? I'll probably taking pictures of women that don't know they're being photographed. Oh God, I heard. I remember that. Dude, in the bathrooms. I mean, look, everybody's got their kinks, and we don't kink shame here on the channel, but 
don't be taking photos of women in the bathroom. That's, that's weird. Dude. Or don't do it when you they don't you don't like ask them and they say yeah hey if, do go for it bro if they're into it and you're into it you know get get that nut son but don't fucking don't, don't do that at your chicken restaurant god damn <laughs> yeah that ain't good yeah man that's wrong that's Johnny B Taint yes Joseph that's Johnny B Taint at that point. Oh, way down in Louisiana, down in Newark, Taint. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> you fucking have pictures of our girlfriend's taints. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that Chuck, he was a rascal. <laughs> he, he was he was something. He was something. Yeah, he was he's yeah, he was the greatest guitar one of the greatest Dude, guitar players of all time. Did oh, yeah. you see the uh the little news about how someone had found one of his fucking uh like piss videos and put them on Pornhub. What? What? Yeah, it was. I think it's still on there. I fu- you, I saw. You, I think it was on Reddit, and I, and I was like Hillary, and she was like, "We gotta, we gotta see what this is about." You do it realize so that, like the the, ex- the extenuous process you have to go through to get something from fucking film to get to go yes. to go to digital. Like it's not a, it's not like you know you press a button it happens. Like that is a yeah. But Nick, this is a piece of history. This is true, <laughs> but it's one of those things where it's like. Somebody put in the time and money to do that and then put it on porn. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, dude, it was fucking crazy. You find out that you've unearthed this rare Chuck Berry piss film. Of course you're going to put it on the internet. Like you're a legend if you do. That no, that's 100% true. That is 100% true. It's fucking Thank you, nuts. Farmer 4028. Like we appreciate your contribution. Yeah. Is he's like that dude was like 70 and I'm like what the fuck is happening? And there's a part where he's doing it, right? And she goes to kiss him he goes, "Nah, baby, you got piss on your face." <laughs> it's like, yeah, we know Chuck. We watched the motherfucker who did it. <laughs> it's so oh, weird to see something I... that you love, like as an artist, and you know something really fucked up about him. Like we all know, there's people out there that we all love. Like you know that REJ's into some freaky shit. But like, if we were to see it, it'd be like, oh, my view of you has changed. Every time I see this art that you bless the world with, it's fucking me up emotionally. <laughs> like when I James just, Brown went crazy and he, he had a shotgun in one of his buildings after someone took a shit in his bathroom and didn't flush and he ran out there with a fucking shotgun. I was like, I feel differently about you now, James. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, God. Speaking of feeling differently, uh, the more this Joss Whedon shit, we get to the deep, the you know, the oh, center Lord. of it all. I'm mm-hmm. feeling way more different about the dude. I'm like, Ugh. but we'll talk That's about him. In a minute. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's a he's our transitional topic. He, 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 he's a special guy. He's something. <laughs> God damn it, Doug Keller! He says I stabbed my paint, Rusty Griswold. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Doug, thank you for everything, and thank you to everyone else who's uh, joining our Taint game tonight. Uh, Zach Z says, Taint Fantasy 14. Okay, so Dion, close your eyes. Oh, fuck. What's the fantasy taint you want to see? Sigourney Weaver, for sure. (laughs) Nick? Eva Mendez. Ooh. Oh, that was my number two. My, that's my guy right there. 
<laughs> I think I'm going to keep it with that flavor and just go uh, Salma Hayek. Oh, okay. Hey, I mean, we're talking, I mean, we're talking Hall of Famers now. Yeah. <laughs> Doug Keller, thank you very much. He's got a great film title. Dr. Strangelover, How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Taint. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh. Whatever, well, whatever, go. whatever, whatever gets you that sandwich afterwards, man. You you go for it, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Not we that sandwich like... in front of you that's the, the, the <laughs> one that's in your refrigerator. That's why I said the sandwich afterwards. I'm just saying, sometimes that means different things to different people. Afterwards just means dessert. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Touche, sir. <laughs> that's why that's why we're on this podcast so i, I can say that you, you can clean it up for me hey listen we're a team world-class bullshit is we you know we're the fucking spartans you know i got your bat like a butt crack uh, Dave, all right then do you really want to talk about butt cracks and spartans dion on this channel very poor choice of words <laughs> Now I'm just gonna think about you as the your fucking gigantic six foot fucking ten curly haired ass in white face paint and, and green hair and your little ass Christian Bale compared to you. Poor choice of words. I'm like, what the fuck, Jeff? Pull that bitch inside. What are you doing, dude? You know what I'd say if I looked like that? Guess what, motherfucker? <laughs> and then I shoot Batman. Oh my god! Just like that. Oh, fuck. Oh, so good. I love that movie, though. I do, too. Can we, can, 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 can we get Joe Exotic out of jail to play Joker one time? Can we do that? I mean, do you want to, though? That's no, a good question. I'm just, I'm just saying. And I will add, it's still hilarious that that dude thought he was getting fucking pardoned, and they showed up at the jail with a stretch limo. Yep. yep. That was a real thing that happened. <laughs> That's fucking crazy. Speaking of real, Dion, after these titles, you'll wish these films were real. So Doug Keller oh. says, The Taint Father. Now that's that's a good one, but here's the here's the film I wish was real. Taintin' Two, Electric Boogaloo. Yes. Oh, God. Yes. Yes. I'd buy that shit tonight. I mean, it's for free on Pornhub, bro. Just type in Taint Two Electric Boogaloo. That still blows my mind about the Chuck Berry thing. It's like this is this historical, uh, really weird, fucked up film is on Pornhub. (laughs) I mean, it belongs in the museum or Pornhub. (laughs) Okay, Indiana. Oh fuck, on Pornhub. (laughs) What have we done? What are we doing? Is a better question. Yeah. Um. Doug Keller, thank you very much. We read your Big Lebowski one. Cesario Japan says, Kevin Smith will call it Taint Man. What do you think? I think Kevin Smith would have made a Taint Man hero back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah, and and, 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 and if you'd done it back then, it would have been hilarious and funny and lasted one season. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's better than the six episodes that Clerk lasted for. That's true. That's true. Well, even even I mean, like like that that that, that cartoon was ahead of its time. I I I think that's what it was. Like, if if it had come out, um, I don't know, maybe like six years ago, it would have been fine. Not now though, and everybody hates everything. Um, yeah, if, if it had come out about six or seven years ago, it would have been fine. But uh, you know, it was just ahead of its time, and that's it. I mean, now he's making cartoons. I, just, I, I like I don't want to see anything he's making now. Just just nothing. I mean. 
That's fair. His Jay and Silent Bob movie was good. Like the last yeah, one? I, I thought to, it was fire. I need, I need to watch yeah, it. I gotta check it out. If you like his old shit, it, I think it would be disingenuous for me to say, oh, it's just as bad as everything else he's made. Now I watched it, I was like, oh shit, that's a callback to this and that. And wow, they got everybody back. So I thought it was a solid movie. There are parts where it's they're trying a little too hard, but overall I like it. Okay. Nah, I'm sold, motherfucker. <laughs> so we also have uh, Doug Keller who says 2000. Oh, we read this one from um, Inspector T. I guess the T stands for taint now, Doug. Uh, but the Funk Growthman, we read that one as well. Uh, Doug Keller. Ah, he goes, are you driving with your eyes open or are you like using the taint? Sorry, Jeff and Dion. <laughs> Now, the historian says, unsubbed over Mecca, enjoyed your content, but the thing she said about Snyder's daughter was disturbing. Can't believe you would defend that, Jeff. Well, I don't, so don't put words in my mouth. But canceling's bullshit across the board. Gonna cancel Gina Carano? No, you shouldn't cancel Gina Carano. Shouldn't cancel her? Shouldn't cancel Tom. Nobody should be canceled. Uh, you guys can do what you will, but, you know, I'm not defending anybody's anything. So make sure that you guys, uh, you don't watch the High Council this week. Doug Keller says, don't think Axel makes my taint itch. No. Kind of <laughs> gross. El Gallo de Oro, thank you very much for your super chat. Anyone remember home movies and the oblongs? Yes. I do. I used to watch well, the oblongs quite a bit because it was yeah. uh, the Will Ferrell cartoon. Yep. Well, yeah, that was Will Ferrell's cartoon. He voiced the dad with no arms and no legs. It was weird. Yeah, it was definitely funny for sure. Uh, God, home movies. Wow, that's, man, that takes me back. So the thing with the oblongs is you couldn't make it today because it would be too offensive. Back yep. then, it was just weird. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah the, uh, there's, there's no way you can make it today. There's no, there's no way in, uh, in hell. Yeah, just think like the people who just thought that shit like that was weird are the same ones that would have a completely different opinion on it now. Where it's oh my god, it's just so, it's just so offensive. Like when those things were just weird back in the day, man. Well, I mean, think think about the. I think what is it? One of the I think about when Ren and Simi when I think about stuff like that because like that was one of the weirdest cartoons you watched as a kid. Even thinking about it now, I'm just like there was a lot of weird shit on that cartoon, and the fact that they let that happen and let kids watch that, I'm just like, there is no way in hell they could re-release anything close to that now for kids. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. they get burned at the stake, man. Yep. They're trying to fuck up kids. <laughs> Doug Keller, uh, you might have won the night, sir. Or imagine being magically whisked away to the taint. Hi, I'm in the taint. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right. I like that one a lot. That's from Wayne's World, Dion. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. It's a good one. Uh, go I big boy or go home. The, the Texas Taint Saw Massacre. <laughs> that'd be a great film yeah I, but it, it, it's gonna have two, it's gonna have two numbers at the end of it and then and then it could be something else and it'd be a lot easier to make well nick i'm gonna make you a guarantee that the texas taint saw massacre will be more accurate to its title than strip club massacre <laughs> there will be taint oh. we're still we're still we're still on that again okay all right fine god damn it we might we might really be into it soon Oh god! Oh. I gotta look more into it. That wasn't a sex joke, Dion. I'll tell you off air what we're talking about. Okay. You'll like it. Yeah. Ooh, I don't dig it. Uh, thank you. Go big board. Go home. Breadman Production says, 
was getting into my car earlier when I saw a banana on the ground. Instinctively, I went around to check if there was one in the tailpipe. There wasn't. Yeah. Oh, shit. You've you listened to the podcast too long. <laughs> yep. Listen, you, that dude's making a joke about this shit. <laughs> Fucking Captain Doctor's two days pay for that little stunt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love the so oh, my God. <laughs> hey, thanks for the sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of sandwich was it? I think it was a shrimp yep. salad sandwich. <laughs> shrimp salad sandwich. What you have, really? <laughs> God damn it. We look if the audience wanted to, we would just watch Beverly Hills Cop every week and get drunk. But listen, we listen, whenever we do, you know, if we ever do like an impromptu stuff too, like like fuck, we gotta talk about this for you know an hour. That'd be hilarious to just like put Beverly Hills Cop on in the background or something. Like you just you just hear like the dude like that would be like a perfect like whenever you you know shit's getting random when it's just the bullshitters with Beverly Hills Cop shit in the background. I think we should uh just I know this would ruin Loudy's wedding, but just as the bridal march is about to play here, dun 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 dun, dun, dun and we just kind of run in. We're like, Billy, I need your help. Like, he would here. he would be totally okay with that shit. But, but babe, she wasn't okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once again, I think I think Dion said it before. This is a wedding and a divorce. It's going to happen. I mean, I mean, we're going to have fun. It's going to be a story. Yes, I don't know, but I don't know, I don't know about about Laddie though. I mean, I hope you, uh, folks, I hope you stick with us throughout the summer for well, you will because everyone does, but uh, you know, join us for the Laddie Laddie wedding stream mid July. It'll be the WCBS guys with our buddy Etep Wakoyan from the Place to Be Reviews and Jesse from Mindless Entertainment, and it'll be a weird stream. I don't know about what, but it'll be in person, and you can watch it. (laughs) It's gonna be something. London Fog 66, thank you very much for your generous super chat of the Nintendo-like controller with the deal with it glasses coming down. I like this one, too. Google upped their game a little bit on these uh, super chat stickers that move. Well, yeah, they, they did. They've done a way better job. Guys, I'm looking to uh, get us some WCBS video game animations made over the summer. Oh, fuck. Yes, sir. I told you I wanted to take our show to the next level. I want us to hit over 200,000 by this year, which is completely doable. So we're just, I'm going to upgrade everything. I'm going to get our logo uh, freshened up a bit. And uh, yeah, we're going to have a nice little mini relaunch. Folks, if you want to help us get to 200,000, all you got to do is uh, share our stuff. Yeah, actually, I'm going to be a lot more adamant of folks. Hit the subscribe button and tell everybody about it because we've been very complacent. But you know what? We've been having a good time, but we want more people to have a good time with us. Plus, we like to make the content, and it gives us uh, you know, a goal, something to shoot for. So uh, you guys can always recommend topics. Tell us what uh, is interesting to you. We're, again, we're going to always be entertainment-based. So don't say, Jeff, I'd like you to cover a 97 Toyota Supra. If you send me a 97 Toyota Supra, I will take the car off your hands, but I'll, I'll probably know what to do in terms of content. So... <laughs> few more super chats and then we will get right back on our next topic about what was our next topic oh yeah joss whedon he's everybody's buddy london fog 66 says 500 taints of summer that's just that sounds sweaty and gross you think zoe deschanel's taint has bangs <laughs> <laughs> yes i'm sure it's just like the best 
Yeah, I mean, that's the only way you recognize her. Have, have you ever seen her with her bangs pulled back? She looks completely different. Yeah, she, she doesn't is. exist. It's almost as if that character was manufactured to sell money. <laughs> or make money, excuse me. Bucky Jeebus, that's part of the plan. So two more taints, and then we're back to business. Doug Keller says, great taint, kid. That's one in a million. <laughs> oh, that's a... Whoa, that one fits fucking perfectly. It does, but there's so many, so many, so many layers to that one. Oh, God. <laughs> I don't, I don't feel comfortable anymore. Yeah, I know. It's just, just the way you said it, I was like, okay. <laughs> All right, we got one more from Xenomorph Skull Hunter. Fine, we'll do two because they're both Bond titles. Xenomorph Skull Hunter, thank you very much. He says, a view to a taint. Mm. A view to a taint. Now here, this might be the most accurate taint James Bond title. On Her Majesty's Secret Taint. Yep. So the queen has passed away, but new documents have just been unearthed. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Have you got... I haven't followed a single second of any of their drama because I don't care. But isn't their family like falling apart? Yeah, I mean that's yeah. I mean that's that's it's all because blown up a lot, but all because homeboy got married. Yep, and they were <laughs> saying something about them. No, and then they well, then they're about to have a baby or something. And you know, apparently the old English dude was like, "What's the baby going to look like?" <laughs> like, <laughs> you know. Well, you know what? What do you? It's what do you not think? ideal, but. Like, are, we're, wow, we're surprised that the people who believe in, like, royal bloodlines are a little iffy about this shit. Are we surprised? Poor poor royal family with their 21st world fucking problems. <laughs> oh, fucking royal family. It's a train wreck I love, man. Oh, every every yeah, every couple of weeks, some something new about it. I'm just like, good, whatever, fine, that's okay. The only decent one seemed to be Princess Diana back in the day, and well, know, that's you know, the, she was she was level headed one, the nice one, the one who did charity, the one who used her time wisely and did a little bunch of good things, and look what happened to her. Yeah, like it's always the good ones that go, and I'm not trying to be uh, overly dramatic, but what else has any other royal person brought? Nothing, actually, just good memes. I love spices, them. Spices from India? I don't know. Well, I meant recently, not ever. <laughs> okay, okay. All right, all right, all right. I mean, there's tons of royalty that did cool shit, like stuff. Anyway, <laughs> Joss Whedon. <laughs> I was about to say, I was like, are you going to give me a history lesson? <laughs> I want to hear this. Uh, do you really want a history lesson? No, I, was I don't. Reading... I was just kidding. Please, okay. please go on. <laughs> I was reading about Belarus this morning. Anyway. <laughs> so Zack Snyder is always Snyder. in the news in terms of the Snyder cut. It's the marketing event of the season but eventually sorry excuse me but at one point in time that marketing event was just a regular movie and movies have to be shot and not every movie production is a positive one so a few weeks ago i ray fisher had spoken out about joss whedon being an asshole and said gal gadot has issues too and everyone's like well she hasn't said anything yet so probably nothing happened well now she has would you guys like to hear a little more i figure we should update the uh, the audience since we covered the other part of the story. Don't you think that's only fair? Yeah. Oh, for sure. Definitely. Gal Gadot reveals more about Joss Whedon threatening her career while filming Justice League. Wonder Woman actress Gal Gadot opened up about her problems with Joss Whedon amid filming the Justice League reshoots. 
Uh, she states, what I had with Joss basically is just the kind, he kind of threatened my career and said, if I did something, he would make my career miserable. Miserable. I handled it on the spot. These alleged threats made by Whedon against Godot came first to light by Ray Fisher during a spate of accusations and misconduct shared over social media. Godot didn't comment until after a few months, until a few months ago, when she confirmed in interviews for the first time that Whedon threatened her and it was handled then and there. She previously com uh, commented simply that her experience was not a great one. So all of the behind the scenes stuff, oh, oh sorry, um, there's more. It became clear that the disgraced Avengers director legitimately thought he could embarrass the star by rewriting the script to make Wonder Woman look stupid, a completely ridiculous assumption that's very ego-driven and childish. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Godot and Jenkins uh, fought to keep Wonder Woman consistent with her solo movie, and that came out the summer before Justice League was released. Once they met with CEO Kevin Sujihara, Warner Brothers handled it in a timely manner, blah, blah, blah. So this, the dude really was a shitheel on set. It, all of this shit. There's a reason why the Justice League was as bad as it was. Nobody behind the scenes was doing their job right. Nobody wanted to make this movie right. I don't think it should have been made. You guys, do you guys feel that's uh, too extreme of a statement? No, or no, do you no. Think no, no. I'm, I, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you because they're trying to copy the Marvel thing and really rush out the door. Yes. They should have waited and done one movie a year made it as best they could and kept it going because once again like you don't you you have the you have the dc characters which are more are are more well known at that point than the marvel characters you have batman you got superman come on you, those two let's go come on and uh, and and you, you couldn't slowly make those movies and make sure they were good put them out properly once again once a year against marvel's three movies a year come on I wonder how much of an asshole Joss Whedon was with the Avengers movies and if we'll ever get, you know, reasons why he was replaced by the Russos or whatever. I mean, I, 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 yeah, I mean, if anything, th this is one of those things that definitely muddy the waters because one it's like, how long has he been like that? And if not, you know, did he become this because of, you know, the success of, of Avengers or was he the same dude in Avengers? Like, it's just, it's just one of those rabbit holes that are going to be, you know, it's going to be a lot of, a lot of shit's going to come out. So yeah, man, I, th I'm thinking that too, you know, it was, he like this on Avengers. Was he like, did he try and pull this shit um, on, on those folks? Is that why, uh, you know, he was so open of complaining about, um, Avengers Age of Ultron. Like, is that, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's so many questions now, so many more fucking questions. Well, I wish Warner Brothers would have done their due diligence and not just hired Marvel's leftovers because yes. I yes. am not a Joss Whedon acolyte. I don't like most of his work. I really don't like him. I don't like looking at his face on screen right now, but <laughs> I do love the first Avengers movie. I think it's one of the best superhero movies ever made. They did a great job across the board. And then the second one is fine, but DC was supposed to have their own vision. Zack Snyder was their vision. I don't like where they went with it. I don't think he's the right choice for an optimistic hero like Superman. And he's never made a Batman movie. He made Batman scenes. And those Batman scenes were cool, but scenes don't make a great movie. Even Batman and Robin, well, it has no good scenes. But my point is... <laughs> okay, hold on real quick. I found out that the fucking dude that is that crazy scientist that makes Poison Ivy by mistake, the one that makes Bane. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's a voice actor from Batman the Animated Series. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, Lex Luthor's dad on Smallville. Yeah, I was gonna say that. Yeah, that, that's who he is. He, he was also in Gremlins too. He's yeah. the he's the, he's the owner of the of the big of the big company, the big building. 
Oh man, uh, it's a small world. I mean, I think he was the Riddler, and then right after that, he's like, "Hey, you can be Doctor Jason, whatever, and make poison ivy." Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, speaking of poison ivy, uh, I checked out that Warner Brothers animated short Batman and Harley Quinn, where they have to they basically team up with Batman and Nightwing team up with Harley Quinn to take down Poison Ivy. It's pretty solid for the most part, but I wanted to bring it up to you, Dion. If you haven't yeah. watched it, check it out because it's. In the first, I don't know, 15 minutes, they run into Harley Quinn and she starts fighting Nightwing because she doesn't want to go with him. She's gone clean. So anyway, they have this fight in the alleyway. It's pretty, pretty cool. And then he starts to laugh. She drugs him with joke gas, takes him back to her apartment and ties him up. Unlike a Batman cartoon where she would cut him loose and then they would go off and fight crime. She fucks him. And then Batman. Wait, wait, wait hold on. Yes. So is this Dude. the same, uh, that same, the, the one that was on um, DC streaming service? No, this is a movie they made, like a DCAU movie, mm-hmm. and it's got Kevin Conroy and all the most of the original <laughs> Batman, like, and it looks like Batman the animated series. They brought back the Batmobile, and it's an okay film, you know what? For what it is, I enjoy it, but I've never seen that actually happen. I was like watching it going, are they actually going to go ahead and do this? Because Nightwing is taped up to this bed. She's making fun of him. Uh, for having a mullet, and then he makes some passing comment about being the old Robin. She goes, oh, you're the old Robin? We used to think Batman and Robin didn't like girls. And then she bangs him! Like I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I was laughing my ass off the entire time, dude. That was a fucking... Uh, yeah, Batman and Harley Quinn missed Ninja Julian. It's a pretty uh, solid movie. I'm well, geez, check that I, shit out. Yeah, I guess I'll check it out. <laughs> yeah, uh, there you go, folks. There you go. Um, but back to the Joss Whedon point. Is there much else you guys would like to say? I personally feel he's well, like that, but I don't think he's really got much left in the tank. His well, I mean, brand has kind of faded away before all the allegations came out. You know, that punchy uh, female hero really has kind of evolved into something uglier because of uh, the climate of today. You know, you couldn't make a show like Buffy the Vampire Slayer and it be just like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. It would have to be mean-spirited and uh, agenda-driven. So even though I don't like Buffy at all, that's not for me. Millions of people did. And so you can see where it's got a big fan base when they want to remake it and people get up in arms. But outside of that, I mean, he did Firefly. And actually, I didn't think the show was bad at all. I thought that was a pretty solid show. And the movie was good from it too, Serenity. But he just, he was always like the more successful Kevin Smith, like he was the the geek darling for a minute, but when he got his big shot, he really took it and knocked it out of the park. I, I still think he faded away before the allegations came out. Maybe it's just me. Did it, it did it seem like he had kind of fallen out of favor? Um, I remember, well, I remember hearing like when when it all when it all kind of hit you know the shit hit the fan that even Sarah Michelle Gellar came out and said yeah he was kind of an asshole. I remember hearing that. I don't know if that was her. Um, I could be entirely wrong, but I think I think that was a thing. Well, and, and, and yeah, I absolutely think that he, he definitely had, you know, obviously this is definitely a more uh, a, a socially conscious response to Joss Whedon. But yeah, even critically, even objectively for his work, yeah, he had lost his staff. I think I want to say it started with Age of Ultron because Age of Ultron, you know, it, 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 you know everyone kind of realized it didn't measure up to the first Avengers film. And there were a lot of issues with it, you know, and then obviously he went out and, and was talking about how his, his experience with the Marvel uh, studio was bad and how he was trying to reclaim some of that 
indie darling magic he had from Buffy. Uh, but yeah, people were, and he was go. He was he, that would definitely qualify as the start to to the descent because, it, and it was different. And then you found out that he was doing when he was tabbed to finish the movie for Zack Snyder because they were saying, oh, you know, because and in, in, in then in real life he did have some shit to deal with. But when they made the decision there was hoopla oh shit it's it's joss whedon but he also made Age of ultron it wasn't great you know so yeah it, it definitely had started well before these allegations it just felt that way and sometimes i'm like is it just me or does everyone else you know think that so mm-hmm. i never watched dollhouse did he do no jj abrams was the one fringe right that alternate reality yeah 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 fringe was a fringe was a fun ass show man it was, it was a lot yeah. of fun what was the first one you mentioned, Jeff? Uh, Dollhouse. 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 Yep, that one, because that was, Amy Acker was in that one, too. Yeah, that one, because who was supposed to be the chick in that one? The main the main actress. I keep Eliza Dushku. Yes, yes, it was Elijah Dushku. Yeah, that was that was 100%. That show wasn't great. I mean, it was it was kind of clearly trying to copy Buffy, or not copy Buffy, but emulate the same type of show that Buffy was, but yeah, I mean that was a big Joss Whedon thing, hundred percent. Because that was on Fox too, I believe. Yeah, I I never got into those types of Fox shows, the the genre ones, because they never stuck around. So it's like, eh, like that yeah. joke was real. Yeah, <laughs> Fox was the was the network of one seasons. Yeah, I mean, I I remember I, I watched Buffy, Buffy Buffy after the fact, and I mean, it was it was fine. It was a it was a you know it was a very '90s show. I mean, you could tell. But other than that, I mean, I watched it once all the way through, and I was like, oh, okay, I I, I, I get why I, I get why it's I get why people like it. It's it's all right. I loved Angel. You know, I was a big fan of the show Angel, but yeah, it definitely was one of those shows where it was like, eh, I knew how campy it was. It was definitely a oh, dude, a Joss. It was it was known as you know that's a Joss Whedon thing. You know, it's completely different. Do you remember when Hillary was going on her Buffy the Vampire kick in college on Netflix and he would get so pissed <laughs> when she didn't want to watch it? Not again! I, I, I wouldn't get pissed, but I was definitely annoyed, man, because, you know, she fucking loved Buffy. She loved Buffy in college. And then when we were, you know, because we all started buying seasons of stuff, and it, her, uh, Garrett, and Haley were really into Buffy, you know? So... I do remember being very like, no, not again, Hill. I'm not a fan of this goddamn fucking show. I just fail. I remember coming back and it was the episode of Buffy. She was fighting like a zombie man or like a Frankenstein monster or some shit. And you're just like, seriously, Hillary. And you just got so mad when we walked because we had been out either at like Lou Haas or somewhere because it was like around that era. I had already lived there and moved out. And I came back to that with you and you're just like, seriously. <laughs> yeah, God, I can never binge that show. No, no, I can binge Angel, but even then, it's like you know, it still is a like there are so many episodes you skip. <laughs> so many. <laughs> oh man, I mean, like, well, well, I mean, like, since, since we since we 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 heard Gal Gal Gadot say, you know, he was an asshole. Is is uh is Fisher vindicated now for him complaining about uh, Joss Whedon? I don't know. I mean, I haven't really taken the time to form an, taken the time to form an uh, opinion on that one. So, 
because I need to go read all of his allegations again and then compare it before I could give an honest answer. Gotcha. Cause, yeah, because like yeah, he was yeah he was saying a lot of stuff and then he was saying a lot of stuff like he was saying stuff for Gal and then she's come out and said it. So like you know, the question I have is, was stuff racially motivated or just motivated because you're an asshole? Because if Gal Gadot, a big actress, is dealing with this kind of shit, I don't right. think he's going out of his way. I just think he's rubbing everybody the wrong way. And maybe gotcha, Henry Campbell's gotcha. just too nice of a guy to ever say anything. But you know, I, I would believe that, So, based on what I remember, I would believe that Joss Whedon had done shit, but I don't know if it was racially motivated, but I can believe he's just a dick. And so everybody's yeah. Oh, yeah. just like, Yeah, I could I, 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 yeah, I, I definitely see that he's just a, the all-around dick for sure, so... Yeah, definitely a classic <laughs> asshole. Not you know, not the the hot topic asshole today. You know, it's just like just everybody <laughs> fucking hates this guy. Like, he's just an unlikable human being. Not you know, just not a your run of the mill. Yeah, it's because he's racist or because he's sick. It's like no, he's just a genuine fucking dick. He is. Well, I've heard he is. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it yeah. seems to be leaning that way. I'm I'm more convinced of it now than I was uh, before. So let's keep up with our trend of, uh, and this is in quotation, toxic pieces of shit. Uh, Dion, your favorite one, Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, God. Oh, Lord, this fucking, I'm a comedian. Watch me dance. It's my bit. I have good news for you. Uh, The show's over, finally. Oh, thank God. I have a question. When a show goes on so long that when it gets canceled and people go, finally, um, like how embarrassing of, of a sign is that for your show that you've overstayed your welcome? Exactly. Super embarrassing. The same, the yeah, same thing exactly. will be said for Simpsons. Whenever that, that show goes off the fucking air. I, or you family know what? Guy. Or family guy. Yeah, that too. I will cheer when family guy goes off the air, but I don't want the Simpsons to ever go off TV. I want that show to be so fucking bad, but for some reason they keep making it just because people bitch about it. <laughs> like, I, I want an episode of the Simpsons to just be a static image for 28 minutes. <laughs> people will still watch it i want it to go i really do want it to go because it, it'll it just it'll just be like it, it, it'll finally be over this is kind of like we can't you know they can't make any more all the all the actors are too old they don't want to work anymore they made enough money to you know for 50 lifetimes like they're fine they're okay you can quit the show plus plus disney owns it and they can make money on it by you know through syndication more than paying these people anyways so why not Oh, so let's hear a little bit about Ellen said, because Dion, I know you love a, a nice victory lap. Damn so Ellen right. DeGeneres calls the toxic workplace claims against her show orchestrated in a new interview. The Ellen DeGeneres show first landed in hot water in the spring of 2020 after employees expressed frustration at the series handling of the COVID-19 shutdown. Soon after, troubling accusations from former Ellen show employees became or became to be became to come out. That's a sentence yeah. on here. Good job, Screenyard. Or strike screen rant on StreamYard. Uh, many people previously staffed at the hit daytime show painted the behind-the-scenes atmosphere as nothing like the candy-coated environment viewers take in on screen. So let's just do the TLDR version because whatever. So Ellen DeGeneres sat down in her first interview. She says it was orchestrated. Uh, cancel culture was ablaze after DeGeneres found herself at the center of a toxic workplace allegations. It was too orchestrated. It was too coordinated. People get a kick out of People get picked on, but for four months straight, it was me. The award-winning host also shared uh, what she thought about not coming back for season 18. However, season 19 will be the last for the Ellen DeGeneres show instead. 
<laughs> You've had 18 seasons of a show and you're bitching? Shut the fuck up. <laughs> especially especially daytime TV. Be happy. Be fucking happy you had that, that many. How many seasons did Ricky Lake get? Not that many. I think Ricky Lake had like eight. Uh, yeah, but that's too many. I mean, obviously, it's Ricky Lake. Shit. I was a singer and dancer, but not a singer and dancer, but now I have my own talk show. That's who I'm, That's what people want from that person, a talk show. So I'm Ricky Lake. Dude, the Ricky Lake show was on from t- 1993 to 2004. Gee. Damn. So 11 years? I used to like watch this when I was sick from school. <laughs> I did too. I don't remember it being huh till two thousand four. God damn! Oh, uh, yeah, and then it uh, continued in reruns through the summer uh, until August. So yeah, so it was on for a while. God, Dude, <laughs> running time. Jesus, how many episodes were there? Uh hundred and eighty-six. Is that what it said? Somewhere up there. That had a lot of episodes. Jeez, oh, man. Anyway, good for Ricky Lake. I don't know why I brought her up, but I'm done. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, Ellen DeGeneres. That's why we talked about the Ricky Lake show. <laughs> uh, folks, tell us your favorite forgotten daytime talk shows uh, in the chat. Mine was not the Ricky Lake show. Whatever. Phil Donahue. <laughs> Phil Donahue. <laughs> nah, bro, it was the Jerry Springer show. Oh, come on. You you know it is. You know damn well it is. Oh my god. That was that was that was really, really awesome for so long when we were kids, and then it just got really pathetic. And then I think I think I think what is it in the last five or six years he, he it, it got canceled finally and it's off TV now. Well, it was never good. We were just living oh, in the nineties when shit like that was acceptable. That's true. I think I think one of the one of the guards on the show got his own show for a little bit and then it, it yes. died. Steve Wilkos, no, that's still on, dude. Is it really? Yep. <laughs> oh my god, yep. the Steve Wilkos show's been on for f- too long, but you know, <laughs> let's see how long it's been on. It's 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 what happens when you give Chris Hansen fucking three more inches and a loss of complete hair. Like Steve Wilkos is like is fucking crazy now, dude. The oh Steve god. Wilkos show was on longer than fucking Ricky Lake. It's been on since 2007. It has 2,200 episodes. Jesus. Now, how many episodes did the Jerry Springer show have? Because I kind of got to know. It was Uh, on for 27 years, wasn't it? Yeah, 27 years with 4,969 episodes. Jesus. Fuck. (laughs) What a shit show. I wonder wonder what VOD servers is going to buy that for a dollar. I Dude. you couldn't pay me to watch Jerry Springer reruns. <laughs> I, I can watch show. older ones because because of the nostalgic "I'm home from school" sick factor. But dude, that show became a fucking parody of itself. Yeah, it did in I every mean, sense I, of the word. I think it, he even he even got the Jerry Springer movie, didn't he? I don't know. If yeah, it was wasn't a it movie, like a what was it called? He had like a weird name, not like Bullwing, uh, Bull that Bull Durham's other one. See, Jerry Springer movie. Yeah, it was like something. What was it called? Um, Ringmaster. That's what it was. Yep, yeah, yep, Jerry Springer did have a movie. What the fuck? Well, it was the era of Howard Stern with private parts. Of course, it made sense because <laughs> yeah. after Howard Stern, there was Jerry Springer. Gave him a well, movie. Too. Then, well, there was also that wonderful thing. I think it was like on on E or whatever, whatever on, on the E channel, where late at night you would. You would see, you would, you know, there, there would be the, the show version. Like you'd be able to see who he's talking to on the radio, 
And then once uh, SiriusXM like swooped him up, like nothing. There's no video anymore. It's just audio. That's it. Yeah. Would you like to hear the three plots to the movie uh, Ringmaster featuring Jerry Springer? Yes. yes. One sentence each. Oh, God. There are three plots in this film. One surrounds the white trash trailer park family in which a slutty angel is sleeping with her mother's husband. The second revolves around an urban black woman called Starletta, whose boyfriend, Damond, is sleeping with her two best friends. And the third subplot revolves around Jerry and the show itself, detailing the difficulties Jerry faces trying to come to terms with his rather dubious claim to fame and the stars' utter amazement at the bizarre stories they must deal with. <laughs> oh, sorry. And there's a minor subplot that involves a producer on the show who mistakenly picks up one of the guests, a self-proclaimed man by day, woman by night. Okay. <laughs> you, you don't make shit like that anymore. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think the thing that Jerry Springer show would have been would, would be would be quite accepting in in these current times. <laughs> so let's take a step away from some '90s trash TV and let's talk about Taints. I think we're the we're the uh, digital <laughs> podcast version of the Jerry Springer show. That makes Ken do our Steve Wilkos. All, all, all I can say is that that kid ain't mine. <laughs> When I think of like '90s trash TV, I do think of Jerry Springer. But there are other like garbage shows that weren't like okay. Let me rephrase that: trashy or '90s TV that you really don't make anymore. That um, all those stupid celebrity boxing shows. Oh my god! The celebrity deathmatch mm-hmm. was awesome, but like that wasn't in the same category. But like you had no, all no, these no. weird, like like blind date and shit, like the dating shows. <laughs> the, uh, Blind date was a guilty pleasure of mine. I used to watch the shit out well, of no, it. No, and there was and there blind was, date and fifth wheel was that one. Oh my yeah. god! Well, there was there was one on MTV called Eliminate. Do you remember that one? Yeah, oh one my god! Yeah, yeah. No, uh, fifth wheel's the bus. Eliminate was you know it's, it's essentially the bus one, but it's like way raunchier. Yeah, because there were the, the, the like the, like the girl would show up and every now and again like the first guy would come off and he would be like no, and it would go to, immediately go to the second guy. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> like she could go through five guys in that in, in the span of that afternoon. And it was one of those things like like say she was in the middle of dinner and the guy said something wrong, she's like next, and then like the other guy, like guy number two or three would come in and then complete that the dinner date and then go into the next part of it. Yep. And it was so it was so strange. It was so strange. <laughs> uh, Sean the movie man seventy one brings up cheaters. I, I won't tonight have to wait for Kendo, but did I ever tell you the story on air? about how I impersonated a producer from Cheaters and made somebody at my old job think they were being spied on by the show? No. No. Okay. I'll tell you that story in person on that live stream from Loudy's Wedding. That's a true story. I'll even call my mom on air to verify it. Deal. She loved it. Deal. She, I should just have my mom tell the story in a video. <laughs> she laugh the whole time. Yeah. 100% we got to do that. This is a wonderful title, by the way. Taintless in Seattle. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> Billy Crystal's like, I mean, <laughs> was it was it Billy Crystal and and Meg Ryan? Yeah. Uh, no, sorry, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks. Okay, Tom Hanks. Yeah, that was the uh, when Harry met Sally. Was Billy Crystal? That's who it was. That's who it was. Yeah. The 80s was the last decade where they tried to make Billy Crystal sexy and cool. They're just like, fuck it, it's Billy Crystal. I, be you know what? I'm, I, I am a huge Billy Crystal fan. I, fuck, I fucking love Billy Crystal. He is I love funny. Billy he's, Crystal. 
Same. Dude, he, oh, dude, he was so funny. I know, I know, he's in a movie with Tiffany Haddish that's coming out soon, and I don't really like her, but I, I've softened on her. I used to really hate her, but I've softened on her. She's fine. But it's oh, it's it, it's it's them it's them becoming friends, and because he's like think, losing his memory in his mind, he's trying to write his last book or whatever before things go real bad. And I was like, God damn it! This this tug this tugs on my this tugs on my feels. I might have to go watch this. Huh. I will watch it because Billy Crystal. Yeah, he did. He he did. He did some Netflix stand up years ago, and I was like, "This is fucking good, man. This is hilarious." Like he's, he's just. Funny, yeah, I, ever since I saw City Slickers like two as a kid, I was like, "I love this man." <laughs> so uh, Scott Beckham, uh, Battle Beyond the Taint, so <laughs> we're God. anime style. TLJ Screwjob says, "You came in on that taint. You're braver than I thought." Nice. Ah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Stephen Kraft, thank you very much. He says, worst race swapped movie ever, idea ever. Dion takes over as the male lead in the remake of the 80s comedy Mannequin. Oh. <laughs> hey, Dion, Ew. how about you play? Look, they'll remake Mannequin with uh, Margot Robbie and Haley Joel Osment, but you play Hollywood, the black dude from the original. Do you think you could pull that off? <laughs> if I must for the team, I will. Look at Hollywood doesn't need another Michael Winslow right now, but they need another <laughs> whoever the fuck played Hollywood. So they need a new Carl Winslow. They do need another Carl Winslow. Yep. And you know what, Dion? Yes, sir. You know when they need him? No, God damn it, no! Yes, well, sir. Well, 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 then, then what you do is you 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 take um, Jordan Peele and put him in a fat suit and just <laughs> make 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 him Carl Winslow for the rest of his life. It's fine. Oh, easy. Easy, it's always it. been Steve. First of all, <laughs> what, 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 what do you mean easy? You know you want that. It, it'll stop him from making the other crap he's probably going to make. So it'll, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. That's a strong point. Get out of my head, Steve. <laughs> Still a damn funny show. Still a damn funny it show. Is. Um, Kendo Slice, thank you very much for your super chat. He says, Grinder Award winner Nick Utam. <laughs> yep, I won a Grinder. Uh- <laughs> Doug Keller says, <laughs> "Folks, can somebody send me that sound clip for next button?" Yep. <laughs> uh, Doug Keller says, "Dion, we got plenty of taint gun barrel to suck on." Quote <laughs> uh, of the year. Quote of the goddamn year. Zach Z says, "Testicles of the Caribbean, dead man's taint." <laughs> <laughs> That's well done. That's a good one. We should get t-shirts that say that. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> mm, it's over, Dion. No. I can show such new levels of pleasure. Like those horse demon women can be yours. That was a super chat from Adam Wofford, by the way. <laughs> God damn it, Adam. <laughs> now... We might have some fighting words on this show right now. Oh, God. Oh, no. What happened? Tyler Perry, Oscar winner. You know what? We don't talk about this, y'all. We don't talk- He did not win Oscar for a film. It doesn't count. So, look. Crockett's theme is greater than Axel F. Oh. What? No. It is not. Are you serious? How many times do you hear Crockett's theme in popular culture to this day? Not this many. Not, he's not even close. It's a great theme, but it's not even fucking close. 
Crockett's theme was a wonderful song from Jan Hammer, but uh, yeah, man, Tyler Perry Oscar winner. I don't know what's more. Actually, your screen name is not offensive. It's great to troll Dion. Folks continue to, but man, <laughs> I, I, I can't even joke. I'm just going to move on. I'm fucking hurting my soul. Oh, geez. Uh, Doug Keller says Friday the 13th. Jason takes taint. <laughs> oh, Lord. Now I got to make it shit. I mean, Never mind. Do you think Jason has a taint collection at Camp Crystal Lake? Oh, Camp God. Crystal Lake. For Christmas, he's got a wreath of taints. You know, a, a Christmas tree. Oh, taints man. hanging up there. So all he's just going to have is like little flaps of dried skin with some hair. Like, yep. Oh, guys, guys, goddamn. It's going to be like weird <laughs> beef jerky. Wait, say that again, Dion? Been drinking too much and I'm high, man. You can't be fucking talking about torn paints hanging up. I'm I'm with you minus the drinking part. That's why it's funny to me. That is so fucked up, dude. Yeah. Uh, uh, Adam Wofford, thank you, Eric, for a generous super chat. He says, so me and my two friends were talking marketing movies and TV shows. The problem is only having one crew doing marketing, but what they should do is have two, one for mainstream entertainment and one for cult movies. I it's mean, not a bad idea, but see, the thing is, the thing is, like the only, the only way to you know a movie is a cult movie is after it's is is like about I, I would say ten years after it's gone through, you know, it's it, it's gone, and to and to predict that is, I think, really really rare. You can't really predict what's going to be a cult film afterwards, even though it's like failed or maybe it's done mediocre at the box office. I, I think it's really difficult to tell what's going to be a cult and what's not. See, Evil Dead does that perfectly you can basically it's like an aftermarket thing with cult movies yes because the warriors took on a whole new life in the early 2000s that i didn't know what the warriors was as a little kid when i got when i got to high school and that game was coming out i was like what is this based on i like grand theft auto rockstar's making it i'll check it out and i found it and it got it had this weird resurgence but yeah nick you're right about you can't really see a cult movie but you could be like a kevin smith and maybe what would become a cult movie in the future would be marketed today like a Jay and Silent Bob's uh, reboot where you kind of make it for the niche audience. Maybe you uh, you budget it differently. You uh, expect it to bring in less. You put it in certain uh, avenues. And uh, e- even then, man, that is re- like you're 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 putting a lot of parameters on it and it's still really difficult to predict. Like, look at like the movie we love, The Thing completely bombed at box office even after uh, John Carpenter went back and rewrote and redid and re-edited everything and um, only now is it getting a resurgence like it's got it's there's so many shirts toy I mean the neck is making a toy of of Kurt Russell they have their own board game and everything that only now is it becoming like is it a, is it a mainstream thing that everybody loves and and you know respects and you know really really digs so it's just I'm, I, I would I would love to be able to pre- to predict a cult movie, but I personally I think it is extremely difficult to do it. Even if you try to prepare for it, it's just you know it, you're still rolling the dice. You're still rolling the dice. Uh, Dion, anything you'd like to add? Uh, listen, I, 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 the idea of them, you know, if we're talking a, an actual intelligence studio, yeah, you have a division that's focused on blockbusters and the one that focuses on. A legacy branding, absolutely. I think that's that would be the, you know, best of both worlds scenario where people that care about making the billions in the short term and setting up 
long-standing stuff in the long term. It's, that's what I would preferably want in real life. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, that you know that'd be the dream. But it it seems like all these execs just want their their um their uh you know their their, their giant yacht with with helipad on it so they can just leave and be like fuck it I'm done yep. and just be gone. Yeah, yeah, man. You know they want to get the the recommendations and the and the kudos for the big hits. You know when you make those you know culturally relevant ones and it brings in a billion dollars you know, that'll make my career. You know so yeah, man. I, there was I'm not surprised. Yeah, there was almost a weird purity to the old marketing. You know, you could get these summer blockbusters and like they would all follow the same cookie cutter formula, but it didn't suck. It's like you'd get the movie, you'd get the fast food tie-in, and it would kind of go away. You'd see it and that yeah. was it. That was that was, well, a, that I was mean, great summer entertainment. Well, and and like well, that's that that that's why it was so good because you had three only three months of it. You only had three months of it. You knew it was happening like starting around the time that people you know that you got out of school because once you got out of school and you heard about these cool movies coming out, you're like, oh, that's what I'm gonna do for the summer. I'll watch these four movies whenever they come out with my friends or my family or whatever. And it was only during that time and it made it rare and it made it fun and it made it it made it important because it only happened for this limited amount of time during this only this one time of the year. Now that it's a billion dollar movie every other weekend, it seems it 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 ceases to be great and exciting and you know what what we had during the summer blockbusters, which I I really I really miss and enjoy that time because it was rare, it was fun, you know it was summer, we were all having a good time and we're all watching these great movies and that was cool. And during the year we got you know smaller memorable movies that were like you know just twenty million dollar fifty million dollar movies that did that did pretty okay and kept the companies afloat. But we're not getting it anymore, so it's it's it, it's just weird. Well, there's no event nature. It's not a special occasion anymore. Like yeah. I always say, when everything's special, nothing is. I mean, you used to be able to get excited for these things because it was like there was the big one. I was watching Spider-Man the other day, and that was the big one of that summer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you had other yeah. films come out like Star Wars, but even Star Wars wasn't the big one that year. Mm-hmm. But it, these these days, it's like. You don't even get a big one from a studio. Shit, shit, Disney puts out three big ones now, and that's fine. I don't; those releases don't uh, make me or don't give me superhero fatigue. I don't go, oh, three comic book movies in a year. Usually, I go, cool, let's go see them. Historically speaking, but I don't know. I, 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 I guess to market stuff in the digital age, which has been the digital age forever, but in this the post social media age, the way it is, like, I guess. You know, you have to market these movies a certain way, but it just doesn't make anything cool. Plus, you never have a chance to miss it. It's like, oh, I kind of got excited for this trailer. And they kept showing me trailers. And they kept showing me trailers to the point where I kind of saw most of the movie. And then I saw the movie yeah. and it was good. But then I kept seeing commercials. And I kept seeing commercials. And then it was out on streaming. And it, like, it never goes away. It used to be cool. It's like, oh, I got excited for this movie early in the year. I couldn't wait till the summer. I saw it. I thought about it all fucking summer into the fall, and then it hit DVD before Christmas. That's, you know, that was cool. You got excited. You you were ready. So then when you brought the movie home, it was another big event. And yep. I know studios need to make their money, and I know they need to continue to pump out garbage, but, you know, find a way to make at least one thing feel special. I think that'll drive people back to theaters. I think that'll really get people... Uh, wanting to partake in the the group thing again because you yeah you can watch the movie anywhere from your from your couch or anything but like going out with a group of 150 to 200 strangers and sharing that group experience 
uh, that just makes the movie that much better. So mm-hmm. Hollywood marketing do better. I want to be excited. I want to go to Burger King to eat the fucking chicken <laughs> fries to support the movie. Like get get back on track. Oh, God, dude, that'd be so much fun. I mean, yeah, yeah. Remember when Will Smith was like the king of the July Fourth weekend? Like that was a thing that that happened. Yes. Yeah. Holy shit, man. Yeah, man. Like you know, he had uh, Wild West. He had Independence Day. He had Men in Black. He had like all these movies come out. Like at least I think it was like four years in a row where he where he did it. And they were these giant blockbusters. It's like just it was insane to think. You know, and it was a it was it was a simpler time. It was a better time. But Nick, don't, don't talk time. about Will Smith being a, a lead in Hollywood because it won't uh, it won't matter as much when we have another actor do it. It's like, oh, we have this actor bringing in all this money. It's like, yeah, Will Smith did it twenty five years ago. <laughs> well, yeah, and I mean, he was you know what like he was he was in a he was in a, a bunch of those movies, and you know he did he did a damn good job. He was literally yeah they they named it like the, the King of July Fourth Weekend. For the longest time, and then things shifted, things changed. He was a, f- and he was his movies were fun. He was cool, like oh, he yeah. was the perfect oh, yeah. guy. It, very rarely do you get a a packaged celebrity that has that organic appeal like Will Smith did. It, mm-hmm. Maybe The Rock. Even then, he still feels a little more produced than Will Smith ever did. But yeah, maybe that goes into the you know that that whole conversation about the marketing too. You have. Like last week, I put out a video about Captain Marvel talking about how Marvel's rebranding and moving away from her and rebranding uh, some of these movies to try to make them fresh again. Um, do you think that do you think that stuff's going to work? Do you think if they would uh, hell, even if they tried to rebrand some of these shittier, these uh, less likable actors into something else, do you think that can work like they're trying to do with Brie Larson or do you think they should just start fresh once an actor becomes tainted? No yes. they gotta they gotta start fresh because <laughs> just because i mean you know look at look at the stuff that's on youtube the thing the videos we make and things like that like they last forever like the internet's forever so if anybody you know if anybody wants to look at these people and like is interested in the movie and our videos on the on the side there while you know they're watching the trailer for it and they see it they're like oh this actor's kind of shitty because of the things they've done they're going to be turned off by it and that's less money that hollywood's going to make and um and if everybody does that everybody knows about this person being shitty then they're just not gonna you know they're not gonna bank on them anymore right yeah i I agree and and it's just yeah it's it's so hard to to shake that uh reputation it's so hard to shake that taint so to speak you know when when you've been in in a situation like a brie larson you know when it's simply a flash in the pan thing you know so you know, it's it's you know it's it's very interesting, especially you know the way she decided to burn so brightly in the sky, being in it in it being obviously her downgrade in the sequel. You know, you you gotta start fresh. You gotta try and find the face that's going to get people to spend their money. You know, again, they don't care about all that bullshit. That's what Brie endangered the actual people spending the actual money. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> so wait hold, guys, on, hold on hold on hold on is the other part of the article also him calling out game of thrones for the same thing possibly <laughs> now mortal kombat was many things and good wasn't one of them so right. mortal kombat's Ludi lynn calls out lord of the Rings show for lack of diversity so this is gonna be fun right 
Sure. Jesus. <laughs> uh, actor Ludi Lin calls out Amazon's new Lord of the Rings show for its lack of diversity in a tweet. Lin stars in the Mortal Kombat movie as Liu Kang, a warrior monk who helps guide the Earth realm, blah, blah, blah. The film is based off the game. Uh, it has received mixed reviews, but was praised for its diverse casting and showcasing of martial arts and well-executed fight scenes. Those have been proven to be a fucking lie, <laughs> at least the latter. I'm sure some stupid people were like, it's diverse. It's like, it's Mortal Kombat. The first one was equally fucking diverse. You had yeah. an Asian lead. Oh, uh, let's see. You had an extra white guy in the old one. Excuse me. Plus, plus, l- 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 let's not forget that whole scene with with Gorov that was probably te- technically the probably the most the, the the most technically you know crazy thing to shoot because that that guy they did so many robotic parts and things they got to shoot with him and they had so many scenes to shoot with him. I'm sure that they got that scene really well done. Really well done. You know. And that was in that was in 90, 94, 95? I mean, come on. Yes. So I'll give you guys the TLDR from this guy. Uh, so one of the newest stories uh, to hit the news cycle about the Amazon Lord of the Rings show was about a massive budget Amazon is putting forward to make the show. Uh, for one such article, the headline reads, Amazon bus justifies Lord of the Rings $465 million budget, huge world building required. Lynn responded on Twitter directly addressing the head of Amazon Studios saying it's hard to justify the creation of such a huge world without any characters that look Asian. <laughs> Dude, is this really the hill you want to die on? It's a fantasy world created by Tolkien. An English dude. Not, yeah, an English dude. Like, I guess when I... I don't know. I've never made anything that's fantasy-based yet, but I probably am not going to go... Cool. Let me make sure I have real world representation in a fantasy story. Like, is this? It's Lord of the Rings. Who gives a shit if they're all white? They're elves and hobbits and shit. Like, whatever. It's what they look like. That's what the yeah. world building means. It's not like, oh, I gotta make it represent our world, dude. Clearly, clearly, th- this guy's not a reader and he's just a fucking actor. So you know, yeah. that's why. Yeah, that's true. Not a thinker. He's an actor. I must act. Well, he's not much of an actor. I mean. Let's compare uh, Liu Kang to Liu Kang. Robin Shu, <laughs> thumbs up. This guy, thumbs down. Can't. His fight scenes aren't as convincing. He doesn't look as dedicated to the role. He didn't make me laugh. He wasn't as entertaining. So, you know, all these different things. Uh, they legit called Black Panther the most diverse movie ever. God. Yeah, this what? All black people. Doesn't hey, hey movie, movie, movie 43 was really diverse, but it was a piece of shit. Yeah. What's your point? <laughs> like, having diverse doesn't mean just, you know, non white, y'all. Well, why? Like, why is why are these movies praised for being diverse, but they're pieces of shit? Like, I don't understand this. Like, once again, like Mortal Kombat, they're 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 excited. They're 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 happy that all you know, there's all these this has Asian representation in it. It's like do you not under? Do you not hear the hear the hear the the story about the guys who made it? Like they had Mexican, they had like the Mexican guy acting like four parts, and they had their friends dressed up with these hats on and shit like that. Like this was made in a basement with with, with everybody that was involved. That's how the game was made, and you're trying to give it this really weird, like you know, like old scroll. It had it had lore to it. It meant something. No, it fucking didn't. They're making a video game in a basement. Calm down. Well, plus it's like you know, again, it's like you know, when you mean diverse, you don't mean actually diverse. You know, and and Black Panther isn't a piece of shit. It's a good movie, but like, it's in Africa. It, so they were all African. So like, what 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 do you mean by the most diverse 
ever. <laughs> because are you are you just saying you know as long as they're darker they're diverse? That, that's yeah. what makes it so disingenuous. Like you don't mean oh it's one of the most diverse we've ever seen because it had more black people in it. I mean they were in Africa. <laughs> they weren't gonna make a African Central African country like all Japanese people. Like what are you trying to say? You know so yeah it's. You know, you, I you love that as a comparison. I, I, want, I want to make a, a diverse movie. I want to make the Nelson Mandela movie, but with Tom Hanks in Africa. That's what I want to do. Yo, man, I'm, I'm listen. I'm all about the when, when they do, you know, the next uh, King Arthur movie. I want to be a black dude. You know? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I want him to be Puerto Rican. <laughs> Michael Pena, King Perfect. Arthur. Margaret Pena is King Arthur. Yes. I would watch the movie in a heartbeat. That dude was a he's is a solid actor. He is dude, he is he is, he is he is he is he is a he is a he has a very wonderful range that a lot of people don't know about and he's fucking talented. Uh, I agree. Uh very much so. I mean he's great as Louise in uh Ant Man. That whole fucking just that meme of him recapping the story and everything's great. <laughs> But I know I mentioned a second ago, but End of Watch is like a really solid cop movie. Yeah, it's it a great movie, man. Yeah, yeah. It was it LAPD, right? Yeah, okay, it's LAPD. Yeah, the LAPD and Jake Gyllenhaal in an actually good movie. Question for you guys. Now, this is just a guess. Do you think there are more? You think that there are better films made about the LAPD or the NYPD? Like, which police department has better films made about them? NYPD. Oh, I was, see. I was gonna say LAPD. <laughs> I would too. The only reason, the only reason I say NYPD is because you had, um, you have like, well, Twenty One Bridges is the most recent one that I can think of. Yeah, that, that one made recently. It was not good. It was not good. Uh, I yeah, watched. I heard it wasn't great. <laughs> I watched it. I was hopeful because of like you know, the trailer looked kind of good and the story was real. Honestly, the story when they showed it in the trailer, I was like, what? Huh? What's what's going on? And then you watch it, and it's just like it's very meh. It's like, eh, this is okay. I mean, it wasn't even a typical cop movie. They tried doing something else with it, and it didn't work out. I was like, okay, just go with the typical cop stuff. It's fine. Um, but yeah, my opinion is NYPD because I don't know. I just I, I feel like there, there's more of them made for for that for that region than anything. I well, uh, I mean, if we're saying good. There, there are good NYPD movies, but if we're saying quality, the, the the amount of quality good ones. I mean, with LAPD, you got uh, Lethal Weapon, obviously Southland, the TV show on TNT. Not Southland know. Tales, the movie Dion, which is also in LA. Um, but, I'm a pimp, and pimps don't kill themselves. <laughs> that I. God, we were not drunk enough for that fucking movie, dude. But um, yeah, I mean, and don't get me wrong, you know, obviously New York has Die Hard Three, you know, uh, you know Serpico and, and Ooh, Serpico. American Gangster, yeah. you know, L.A., Chicago, or fuck, man, I'm all over the goddamn place. New York <laughs> still has them, but you just you just got more LAPD ones. I mean, SWAT. SWAT yeah, I was, I, was, I, was, I was gonna say SWAT. Yeah, SWAT was a solid. Even even the movie that came out uh, was was uh, the I guess the remake of the TV show was amazing. I love that movie so much. Yeah, Colin Farrell, and Samuel Jackson. I mean, you know, you've got so many LAPD. You know, Rush Hour. Oh God, both that's true. Rush yep. Hour movies. Yep. That, you know, yep. It's just it's just tough to to say all the be- all the. If we're, if we're going pound for pound, don't get me wrong. Miami and Chicago are on are on the list. Oh yeah, 
Yeah, if we're talking, we're talking we, world we championship level movies. It's got to be L.A. I'd like to. I'd, I'd like to. I'd like to look into this further and make maybe make a list of it and have a discussion about Dude, this on on Patreon. That, that and would really awesome. and really go through it because I think this is an interesting topic because we we love we love us some some good buddy cop movies on this channel. We really do. Damn right. And I think I think we need to go through and make a list of just ones based in. Or sorry, just ones to deal with LAPD and NYPD, and you know, weigh in on them. Yep, that'd be dope. Yeah, I mean, that'd be dope. It'd be, you know, because that it would be cool to see, you know, how especially you know, how, you know how ESPN will do, you know, most uh, national championships by school. Like that'd be cool to be like most awesome buddy cop movies or classic buddy cop movies, and have it by the numbers, you know. <laughs> New York, LA, Chicago, East Coast, West Coast, countless conferences, you know, best regions, South, East Coast, Midwest, West Coast. Like, that would be fun as shit. (laughs) I'm glad you brought up Walking Tall, uh, Babo Yogi, because today I actually had a conversation with Jesse. We're uh, on the TV every time you turn it on, like these Vizio ads for whatever you can stream pop up. And there was an ad for Kevin Sorbo and Walking Tall. Uh, something justice. Let's see what it's actually called. Because did you realize that the Walking Tall franchise had a life after? Yep. I didn't. Yeah. Yeah. It was all. It was. Didn't Kevin Sorbo get that one? I didn't realize he or did no. more than uh, one. I think he only did two. I think there was another one. Oh, fuck. Who was the actually- semi? Yeah, if you, star. if you actually read the read the Wikipedia page of the story of that guy, it's incredibly fucking sad. Yeah, man. The movie's way more hopeful than the than, 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 than the story actually is. Yeah, the first one, you know, is is you know, was good, but the, who he was based on a real person, yeah, dude was just in a tough right, fucking here we go. town. Uh, Walking Tall Lone Justice starring Kevin Sorbo. That's what it was. Okay. I love generic direct-to-video action films. No matter what era they come from, they're a guilty pleasure. They're always so fun. You gotta get on. You gotta get on Tubi then, because that's a that's that's the majority of what Tubi has is just like direct-to-DVD ones. I just Um, watched um, that Snoop Dogg movie Bones. I just watched that on Tubi. Oh oh my god! Hell yeah! The movie's so dumb. I love it. I know. (laughs) Do you remember the show Doggy Shizzle Televizzle? What? <gasps> you motherfucker. Stop being what? my best friend. I've been <laughs> thought about that show since I was a fucking kid. What are you talking about? What did you just say? Did you have a seizure? What happened? <laughs> Doggy Chisel Televizzle? Yeah, I have dude. never heard of that ever. Dude. Oh, dude. Hold on. I'll look it up in a second. But do me a favor. Me. Answer Doug Keller's question real quick while I look it up. Who's the greatest movie cop? For me, it's a tie, a tie between Dirty, Carrie, Dirty Harry Callahan and Axel Foley. Shit, dude! I watch I watched Dirty Harry uh, recently, ah, dude. It's 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 two eras, man. The thing is that like those '70s cop movies are fucking awesome. I don't care where they're based. Those '70s cop movies, they got a life of their own. They got a whole style. They got a whole thing. And then you got Axel Foley in the '80s doing his own thing. And it's like, I can't pick. I'm not gonna pick because that's, dude. I listen. That's, that's I, rough, I, man. That's rough. That's a tough. That's a great fucking question. That is a good you question. Know, that's for me. It's it's always between Axel Foley and um, Roger Murtaugh for for. Oh yeah, you know for for my top ones. But if I'm between if I'm picking between those two, I'm going to Axel. I mean, you know, 
you know, you know, Dirty Harry was, you know, like you said, that those 70s are so different and those 70s cop movies are dark. Whereas the 80s, yep. you kind of, that's that 80s solidified that the good guys win all the time. Um, so yeah. yeah, I and, and, and Axel is the perfect example of, and then there are just more layers to Axel and Beverly Hills Cop than there is Dirty Harry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that's true. The seventies cop movies were like the cop. This was a straightforward kind of thing. Like he's the, he's kind of he's the semi vigilante of of that of that precinct, and he's hated, and he's just pissed off. He drinks too much, you know. He fires his gun off too much. He's just he's, it's, it's just like that guy. But yeah, you're right. Yeah, with Axel, it was, there were layers to him, and you know, uh, especially with his relationship with uh, with uh, with Inspector Todd Rosewood. and everything that as well. Yeah, Rosewood as well and everything. Yep. Yeah, well, there there are layers to that as well. So I mean. Yeah, I'm not gonna pick because they're both good. Um, I would I would buy them both on 4K Blu-ray in a minute. Like I and they, watch them both. Like I yeah. Well, Vidomar Skullhunter picked my answer. He says Dirty Harry and John McClane. I'd pick oh, John geez. McClane as the best movie cop. Yes, I mean he's he's up there. I mean, John McClane's <laughs> definitely top three. John McClane is John McClane is 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 a drunk MacGyver, and that's why I fucking love him. <laughs> He is a drunk. He is a drunk MacGyver, and I fucking love him because his his level of of good luck is through the goddamn roof. Like he should have died in the first like I don't know fifteen minutes of of the first Die Hard movie, and just that would have been it. But he didn't, and he's just that's how good he is. Dude, absolutely, fucking, <laughs> he's the man with the plan. Who can kill him? No one can because he's fucking Tant McLean. I mean, just just you know he's you know. Fucking trying to get back with his wife who's about to divorce. Fucking in a goddamn crazy situation. You know, then he's trying to pick up his that same wife for Christmas because they're back in love again. Boom. Motherfuckers. Back in a situation with terrorists. Oh, then he, his fucking wife leaves and takes the fucking kids. He's, that shit's going to be all fucked up. Oh, fucking national attack on the fucking U.S. government. He's back in the shit. Like, and then, you know, God, McLean's the fucking man. He's a fucking man. <laughs> and then in the fourth one, the whole U.S. gets shut down by hackers. Yep, yep. <laughs> and his daughter's in trouble. His daughter's in trouble. Fucking Agent Forty Seven fucking kidnapped her. You know. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Sorry about that, guys. That was fine. You good. You good. They they delivered by computer to the front door of the building. So, folks, it's oh, official. Shit. Yeah, I I didn't want to leave it downstairs. Oh, yeah, I don't blame you. So real quick, Nick, this is Doggy Fizzle Tell the Vizzle. It was, according to Wikipedia, uh, let's see, a uh, sketch comedy show that was produced and starred by, or starred rapper Snoop Dogg. It aired on MTV in 2000 till until 2003. It looks like it. I, I guess I need to watch it and see how it is. I mean, spoiler alert. Don't watch it uh, sober, but hey. Okay. Yeah. It's definitely, you're not going to enjoy it sober. But uh, yeah, dude. Oh my God. I've not thought about that because I can only watch when I went to see my family because we didn't have cable. So yeah, man. And that dumbass. I was like, Snoop's kind of funny. What the? Who gave him this much money, though? Well, <laughs> they didn't give him too much money, Dion, because Snoop Dogg stated that according to the contract, the show was to air six times, but later extended to eight episodes. The second season was canceled due to payment negotiation issues. Yeah, it's fucking MTV. Uh, they, they're, they're, they're really good at that shit. Yeah, Snoop Dogg wanted a million dollars for his role, which MTV refused to pay him. Jesus. Which huh? is kind of surprising. 
Well, talk about shows that were ahead of their time. <coughs> Not that one. <laughs> so right before he got bones. Was... <laughs> God. Is Bones better than Vampire in Brooklyn? Or Brooklyn? Yes. But, Vampire, but Brooklyn, Vampire in Brooklyn is, uh, is, is, is Anne Rice w- wishing she was with a black dude. <laughs> that's what it is she's like she's like i like i like that dark meat that's what that's what it was that's what it was and then well, said, let's, add, let's add some sexy ass angela bassett to it too yeah exactly that's, that's what it was she's like she's like i'm, I'm, I'm gonna do the black exploitation version of, of my book i'm gonna do it right now <laughs> so let's talk about uh the image on screen venom 2 let there be carnage uh, did you guys get a chance to watch this trailer? So, what did you guys think? Yeah, I watched it. I, yep, I did. I, I actually am surprised. I am so excited for it now because the first one was good. I liked it, you know. And and um, but fucking Woody Harris as Cletus Cassidy. Holy shit, dude! I'm all about it. Let's fucking go. Yeah, I, I don't know who that character is, but uh, I'm down for some Woody Harrelson. I, I I like him in general, but no, it was it's 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 a it's a funny fucking trailer. It's a really well done trailer for what it is, and it makes you want to watch the movie. Even I looked at it. I watched it a couple of times. I was like, this is hilarious. I am definitely gonna go watch this. This looks this looks really fun. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, I was surprised. D D H two two thousand six D H Axel Braun <laughs> Vampire Bones and Bones Brooklyn. Yeah. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> now, I enjoyed the trailer too. I had not seen the first Venom, but this trailer makes me want to go back and check it out. Jesse was telling me that the Venom stuff is really towards the end and there's a lot of Eddie Brock shit for most of the movie, but maybe I should just skip it and go to the second one if I want I, to watch a fun Venom movie. Well, like I I, I mean I, I, I watch it in theaters and like you know I'm I'm uh, I don't know I don't know these characters very much. And even I liked it. I was like, "Oh, this is a solid movie. It was actually really done really well and you know, it's it's a really it's a really fun movie overall." It's well, it's it's fun. It's definitely more Eddie Brock than you would prefer, but once, you know, it, it and it, it's it's better suited to set up how he gets the symbiote. But yeah, I mean, and he's and he's a decent, you know. Listen, you know, fucking, I always want to call him Eddie Hearns, but Tom Hart, um, Tom Hardy, his his he's the dude can act, and his New York accent I thought was was pretty interesting. And and, and when when he finally gets Venom, it doesn't make up for it taking so long, but it's still really cool, man. And and definitely, you know, make it part of like a, a cool, uh, just a cool flick movie we can like watch this and then watch like Immortals or something, you know. But it's good. I, I, I'm definitely gonna make sure to watch it again before Let There Be Carnage because fucking his Cletus Cassidy, who is a even for Marvel, he's a psycho killer in Marvel. Nick, the dude is a oh, straight, okay. you know, grabbing people and killing them and shit. The dudes in life, like multiple life sentences and stuff, who gets a fucking symbiote. It's fucking nutty. So it's it's okay. Yeah. He's that's he's not, a psycho that, person. That's, that's, that's not interesting. Yeah. Yeah, man. Part part one was was a lot of fun. I remember, I remember really liking it. Uh, so part two, and when when you know we watched the trailer earlier, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm down for this. I'm I'm good for it. Now, uh, I like I said, I didn't watch the first one, and I don't. It, I love Spider Man, and I'm very particular about that. And so it does bother me how there's no Spider Man in this world because that's how Venom looks the way he mm-hmm. does. He doesn't. Oh, there's people fighting outside. Cool. Uh, there's any gunshots. I'll, 
have to stop the show for legal reasons, but it's just some dude yelling. Anyway, back to what I was saying. The Venom symbiote is just kind of an amorphous blob of shit, goo, oil-looking substance, and then it becomes that. So if I can shut off my comic book brain, which I shouldn't have to, they should follow these things and do them the right way, uh, I guess I'll enjoy this. I never... I know this isn't going to, you know, win any brownie points with the fans. Venom was never my favorite Spider-Man villain. He was fine. I like to play, uh, did you say blasphemy? Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm just joking. I'm, oh, I know, dude. <laughs> Dr. Octopus or Bust. Like, Dr. Octopus or Bust, fucking Green Goblin, Craven the Hunter, all the classics. I like uh, Venom quite a bit. Once he becomes, you know, Agent Venom or Anti-Venom, I know one's Eddie Brock, one is uh, Flash Thompson. My point is, like, when the symbiote spawned more than carnage it got stupid there was separation anxiety which had all those different uh there's a toxin and all the different symbiotes and symbiotes aren't that cool they were cool when there were only like two of them and it was this alien thing that spider-man got rid of and it adopted these other two bodies and he had to you know fight it and deal with him knowing his secret identity and shit it was cool it was this struggle this very personal but deadly you know intergalactic struggle on a human level and they kind of you know they got rid of that stuff with these characters they don't I don't know. They don't pop anymore. They've they've just become marketing tools. It's like we're gonna make Venom look cool to sell a, a poster or to sell a statue. And I get it. I love the commercialization of art and finding that perfect balance. But I don't know. It's just too much with Venom, and so I don't respect the character anymore. I mean, you know, listen, you know, and, and you know me, Spider Man is definitely in my top favorite. You know, but I guess one of the things I, I that I enjoy was since he wasn't my favorite character, I loved Venom. I always thought that he was a nice sprinkling of. Of don't get me wrong, I, I still love Green Goblin and Doc Ock more than Venom, but it was cool. And then you know, then you had the period where you know Venom kind of spins off and he becomes like an anti-hero, and it's and it's Eddie and Venom, you know, being a, a, a vigilante is more than a superhero. Like that was always cool, you know. And, and then obviously, yeah, you know, Carnage was dope, and he was the true, true dark side of of what Venom pose as a character so i i always enjoyed it but yeah i agree and i was never definitely not a fan of the the symbiote children or whatever they're fucking called and all this other these crazy bullshit you know i love the game you know when doc ock tries to make his own symbiote and taking over new york the playstation one uh game but yeah i you know i i, I will say i love him enough to be excited for for a, a, a look seeing what it would be like if it's just a simulant. But I agree. They they need to get Venom into a universe because you can't have that was so much of why he was the way he is because of his interaction with Spider-Man. You know, why he became a character that would take on other fucking heroes and they were all terrified of this motherfucker. So, yeah. I, I don't like Spider-Man not being in it either. I'm trying to pull up all the symbiotes because they're in that game separation anxiety. Um, that game sucked, though, because it was a, a cheaper version of Maximum Carnage. The graphics weren't as good. The story wasn't as good. The presentation was fine. The cutscenes looked like Mark Bagley artwork and stuff, so I can't really shit on that. But I pr- Maximum Carnage was just a better game across the board. Did you guys play either or? No. Yeah, I played Maximum Carnage. I don't think I ever played sing- Separation Anxiety. Uh, here's a picture of uh, the box art. I used to see this, and it looked cool because, you know, I love Spider-Man. And as a kid, I would walk past the little ticket at Toys R Us. I almost said sticker. I was just a little ticket, and it would look like a real rendering of Spider-Man. I was like, oh, that looks so cool. 
And then I played it, and it it blew. Maximum Carnage was just the shit. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember, I remember the, the cover of this game. Yeah, yeah. I I miss. I do like the big epic superhero games, but I do miss the smaller ones. I don't think yes. it would be a bad idea for us to get side-scrolling beat 'em ups with, or you know, like a, a smaller Iron Man game. It doesn't need to be this huge world with Robert Downey Jr. and VR interfacing, like. Just throw together an X Men side scroller. Like I would kill to play an X Men side scroller. So much 16 fun. bit. So yeah, much fun. dude. Well, yeah, they, they, they do have the Iron Man uh, VR game for PS4 and PS5, I think. So well, that sounds kind of fun. Yeah. The only problem is I think it's like thirty five dollars. I'm just like, ah, I'm not, I'm not going to spend that much money on, on that game. I'm just going to pretend to fly around it and shoot things with my hands for you know ten minutes. I mean, that's why the VR. Uh, has never you know interested me because it's like a gimmick you know these yeah. games are like an arcade game at your house yeah and it's like well some some of them some of them are super expensive for no damn reason some of the, even some of the cheap ones i've bought have been some of the most fun ones but it's it's just it's just like it's it's like pick and choose it's like once it gets like rolling a dice because you don't know what you're going to get when you get the game you can't really demo it either you know sometimes you can't and it's hard to you know to do it but uh it's just it's just rolling the dice when you try to pick one of those games and try to play them you know so oh, i see a lot of people talking about the old the old spider-man games dude dion before the ps4 game that ps1 game slash n64 yes. game yes oh, my fucking heart one. beats for that game that was the <laughs> That had its own theme song. The cutscenes yes. were great. It had a great cast. It had uh, mm-hmm. a great, great oh, script. Stan Lee was the narrator. Mm-hmm. I would actually pay up to twenty dollars to get them to just re-release that game with a uh, you know just up the resolution to the maximum that you could at the time. You know, make sure it doesn't look clunky, or just put out the Dreamcast version with maxed out uh, stats. Or put that out there. That'd be cool. I'd pay twenty bucks to replay that game. It was hundred percent. It was cool, too, because it was, like, the biggest Marvel thing before Marvel had movies. It came out the summer of X-Men, so the X-Men movie was there. And, yes, I know Blade came out in 98, but remember, folks, it was a good movie. Not everyone realized it was a comic book movie. I know that sounds dumb, but, yes. Yes, that's true. 100% true. Even even though it was Marvel in the beginning and it had all the stuff in it, nobody really put two and two together. Yeah. It was a different time, and I was there in the theaters. (laughs) Uh, oh God! You had Spider-Man for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Oh, it's better than Superman for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred. That's a that's damn true. If they announce a Spider-Man sequel for PlayStation Five fairly soon, and it's not a Miles Morales game, because I know there's Spider-Man Miles Morales for the PS Four and Five currently, but I'm pretty sure. The next Spider-Man game is a backdoor pilot to Miles Morales being the main Spider-Man, meaning Peter will die in the game. I'm guessing, this is how I'm guessing the game goes, and I've never read a spoiler, I've never read anything, I don't have anybody telling me this. My guess is Peter develops, or interacts with the symbiote, gets the black suit, and then Miles kills him, and that's how Miles becomes the main Spider-Man, because he'll have to kill Peter, or Peter will kill himself to save the city, and so they'll wipe out the Peter Parker, he'll yeet himself out of existence uh, to make Miles Morales the main character. God. God, I hope not. God, I hope not. Well, is it, weren't they showing Miles Morales in the, in the newest game or whatever recently in the trailer? 
Yeah, he, he was a new game where, you know, Peter goes out of the country with Mary Jane because she was going to work on something. Um, and he and that's the, the game. It's just Miles fighting for New York. So, yeah, man, it, it, I, I can see them trying to make, especially <laughs> even, with, even they did it even in the animated movie and in, in the Spider-Verse where, hey, here's a universe where Peter Parker's dead. It's like, damn, you know. But even then, like what you just said, is kind of an insult to the to the Miles Morales character. It's like Spider Spider Man is going on vacation, and you're, you're 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 he's giving you like the keys to take care of his apartment for like a week, and it's like that's all you're doing is taking care of the apartment for a week while he goes and has fun with his girlfriend. Essentially, that's, that, that, that's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. And it's like, and and I'm sure people are are giving it rave reviews because it's diverse. And you know, Spider Man's Spider Man's not a white guy anymore, and like that's why they're gonna give it you know rave reviews, and it's gonna get ten out of ten, and all the, all the other bullshit that it you know it's gonna get. You know, people would say, Nick, that's so pessimistic to look at that and say they would review it that way. I listened to the way they talk over at IGN. the The PlayStation guy, Jonathan Dornbush, does give Miles Morales those kind of bonus points. It's like, dude, it's really how they critique games. People go. We like your show. Why do you make fun of these people in these hyperbolic ways? No, we're just quoting them verbatim. No, we are. And and, and like like yeah, the, the scenario if this the scenario of the game is like Peter Parker left New York to go chase uh chase his girlfriend to Europe because she's like working on a personality or something. Um and he's literally leaving leaving his keys his keys his keys with Miles Morales is just like, yeah, he's basically just taking care of his apartment while he's gone. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> uh, you're right. Uh Wow, I can't. Is it Mahano? I apologize. Yeah, uh, I don't know. IGN is ignorant. <laughs> IGN is IGN, man. They just so got their heads up their own asses. <laughs> Fucking IGN. Six out of ten. Too much water. <laughs> <laughs> now, Xenomorph Skull Hunter. Uh, this is probably the meanest yet most on point super chat ever. So, R. Kelly must have been Chuck Berry's Padawan learner. <laughs> Damn. Yep. <laughs> You're not wrong. You're not wrong. I know. I mean, I I can see that origin story. Oh god. Adam Walker has an important question, Dion. You might want to rethink your life. You oh, don't want to. Oh, 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 oh geez. He says. Also, the Spartans would have sex with each other to strengthen their bonds. So, uh, Dion, are you sure you want to go with that? I was talking about us doing it. I was just, you know, I was just making a reference. I'm not saying I want to, you know, more power to him. That was a couple thousand years ago, but uh, your boy ain't banging his battle bros. That is true. <laughs> that is definitely not. I remember, I remember learning about the Spartans like in uh, in high school and like all, all the stuff, like all the things they did, everything they did. And when the movie came out 300, I was just like, wait a second. <laughs> Are these guys gonna fuck? Yeah, I was gonna say I was like, "Who's ready to What are they? What are they gonna do?" Well, they are. We're all oiled up and had like no shirts on. You know, yeah, yeah, so, but it know. wasn't an Ang Lee picture, so unless Ang Lee's the director, right. it's not gonna be. <laughs> Thank God, <laughs> but a whole a whole different tone. You're right. Wait a minute. Shout out to our buddy Echo Base Network. Uh, how you doing, man? Uh, thanks for everything. I appreciate that. So let's see what else we have. Um, Merlin's id says the creature from the black taint. The the uh, hmm, hmm. I'll, I'll allow it. It's fine. <laughs> Just sounds nasty. It does. Edward Coleman, thank you very much. He says, "Excuse the no punctuation. Dyslexia is a bitch." As a top tier Patreon supporter, do we still get to suggest movie watch parties? Yes, you do. Uh, uh, we okay. 
just send us the requests on Patreon. As I said, we started the season off with uh, Mortal Kombat. That was a lot of fun. We're going to do more. But as I said, folks, at the beginning of April, uh, this bullshit happened in my building. Uh, this this stupid three-day notice to evict incurable nuisance thing, which is bullshit. We're fighting it in court for a reason. Anyway, long story short, everything slowed the channel down. I move in about two weeks. And once we get back into the, once I get moved in, then we will have dates. I've even talked to the guys behind the scenes. Like we're already going to be doing more channel stuff together. So be on the lookout, Edward. And yeah, just recommend it. I don't have an official list. The only thing I am locked into is quarter black. Garrett is going to watch the Ninja Turtles film with us. So, you know, that's about it. Uh, just send in your recommendations, folks, folks, your requests, and we'll do tons of ones where everyone can vote on them too. Matt Hep, thank you. He says, Zoe Deschanel without bangs. Looks like she wants to sell me car insurance and all and all of the options. Also looking forward to stealing, stealing Solo. Thanks, brother. Well, Matt, thank you very much for backing Stealing Solo. The, uh, the file is going to go to the printer tomorrow, and I'm going to send them the payment tomorrow. So that's that's it. Like, the file's on its way. The book will be here over the summer and we documenting it. I'll do a live stream when here's how it happens, folks, because of the size of the channel, how fortunate I am to be able to, you know, sell comics at that level. We don't just get a couple boxes. A whole pallet comes to the front door, which is really cool, but really bad. Cause you have to carry each box up flights of stairs. So at this new place, I'm up even higher. So I'm dreading carrying another pallet of boxes up the stairs. So maybe you can watch me suffer on a live stream. We can we can laugh. How's that sound, guys? I dig it. Sounds good. I'm glad you want to laugh at my expense, Dion. At, at this point, I, I cherish the opportunity. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was about to say. I was like, I think, I think, I think Dion laughing once at your expense is 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 is, is okay. I, I think. It's okay. <laughs> right. I think the judges will allow it. Yeah. Yeah. I think Hmm. Uh, pick and save it was bullshit it wasn't even a money thing never missed a rent payment ever Jesse hasn't in the six years she lived here it was just bullshit so believe me uh, there's a reason why we're going to take it to the court but we got an awesome place some dude and uh, once I get set up you'll see us, uh, you can see the WCBS offices too uh, so I'll be bringing stuff out from Ohio over the summer. We can rebuild the office. We can have all the cool shit we had planned originally. So thank you, Merlin's id. Uh, thank you, Matt. And Matt, thank you, Edward. TLJ Screwjob says, remember. And then I scrolled away instantly, so I can't remember it right away. Here we go. Remember that Mortal Kombat fatality where Kung Lao does the buzzsaw, not just through the head, but through the whole body and started at the taint? <laughs> oh, Lord. God damn it. <laughs> if I'm going to be bisected, I'd rather go head first. Just put me out of my misery instantly. Uh, Matt Hep, right. thank you. He says uh, Joss burned out after the Dollhouse TV. After Dollhouse TV wise, yo, yeah, TV. That was definitely his last shot. Yeah, I haven't watched it. I never plan on it. I do like Eliza Dushku. She was one of those actresses that was like a low key crush when I was. You know, yep. teenager early those early years absolutely i went and saw that movie the new guy just because i thought she was hot now it was a decent movie i'm glad i saw it and had fun but i think that's about as far as i took it that movie was really damn funny it's it, it's it's funnier than it should have been um DJ i really enjoyed the movie didn't suck he was weird looking but he was fun. yeah yeah 
does he do serious drama now or is he just kind of faded away? I just kind of faded away. <laughs> like B, you know, uh, bargain bin level comedy and romantic comedies. Not, nothing crazy. Uh, TLJ Screwjob says, my mom was in the audience on Ricky on the Ricky Lake show, had it taped over the commercials of our Dumb and Dumber VHS, but not the New Jersey-Austria scene. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love that movie so much. Let's put another shrimp on the barbie. Let's not. Dude, I was trying to make a Fire Marshal Bill button for tonight's episode. Oh my god. But I couldn't find the right... Let me tell you something! They just were... I needed something with a lot of oomph and a lot of punch, you know? So, folks, keep sending your recommendations. I always want to include more buttons, and uh, they're a lot of fun. Maybe we'll press some uh, to close out tonight's show. Cesario Japan says, remember Singled Out on MTV with Jenny McCarthy and Carmen Electra? I do. I used to watch that show (laughs) in first grade. Yeah, and um, yeah, it 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 was a big, dumb game show. I think, I think it was Either Carmen Electra first, and then um, the other one, but it, like they, they flip flopped or something. Like they were, they were both on the show um, around the same time. It was weird. Carmen Electra, you don't have people like Car- women like Carmen Electra anymore. The last one would be Car- Kim Kardashian, but now she's a business model or a businesswoman and becomes something else. But Carmen Electra was f- famous for Family. being hot. Yeah, family famous for being family. She was famous for being hot, but she couldn't act. She was in tons of shit, like high profile stuff, yep. but always sucked. But she knew it. Like, you don't have that anymore. You have these people, like, her level of celebrity is now relegated to reality TV and then, like, celebrity endorsed properties like uh, Kylie Jenner and all that shit. She's like the progenitor of the Kardashians in a weird way. That's very fair. It's weird to break it down like that. I don't uh-huh. I don't like actually I do enjoy taking an academic approach to really stupid entertainment because they do follow trends. There is business uh, reasoning behind all of these terrible things and they make money. So for as much as I hate uh, teen mom, I'm sure there's some guy in an office going, "That makes sense and we will optimize this." And I go, "Oh fuck MTV, stop playing videos, so why do I care?" Right. Uh, Xenomorphs. Oh, sorry. He also says uh, Nick might be interested that Carmen Electra got her own uh, vampire comic book. Huh. Really? Cesario Japan. I don't know if I've ever told you this, but my cousin went to high school with Carmen Electra. Same class and everything. So, and my cousin went on to be more successful than her. <laughs> I mean, look, Carmen Electra was in movies and tons of shit, and you know. Made it, but my cousin made it even bigger. So good for you, cousin. You 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 beat Carmen Electra. <laughs> and something. Yeah. Well, I guess money's the only thing that matters some, to some people. Well, there you go. Yeah, Xenomorph Skull Hunter 79 says Family. <laughs> uh, <laughs> garbage daytime talk show. Remember the Jenny Jones show? Yeah. <laughs> Jenny Jones? I don't think so. Oh, I, dude, I'm gonna pull up a picture. I used to oh watch that God. again, being sick. I think there was a, Jenny Jones, years active, 1969 to present. So you guys don't Holy remember shit. this lady was on TV for a while. Uh, I I think there was I, even, I honestly I honestly don't. 
Well, the only reason she's notable to me these days, and uh, I highly recommend you check out her YouTube channel, because this was her back in the 90s. She was just your average 90s talk show host, not offensive, not whatever. But nowadays, she does cooking on YouTube, but they're like oddly sexually suggestive. (laughs) It's weird. She like spank it. She's talking about like spanking the food, and she's like, "Oh, Mama liking all this shit." I'm like, "Jenny Jones, what the fuck? <laughs> Slow the fuck down!" Yeah, dude, it's we're in a school area. <laughs> so I clicked the people also searched for tab next to the Jenny Jones show. Oh fuck! Uh, do you guys remember? Well, of course we remember the Mari Povich show. Uh huh. It just it it turned into Mari, which is you know one of the biggest paternity test oh my god ever? yeah yeah more men have clinched their assholes on television because of that show than any other show because they won't know if they'll have to pay child support forever and they look at mari as the guy that gets them out it's like that scene in it's always sunny when dennis goes to the lawyer and he's like okay your mom left you the house and he keeps going to the lawyer hey bro thanks for the house and the lawyer's like that's not how this works that's how I feel like Mari was, because these dudes were like, thank you, Mari. It's like, Mari's like, I didn't make sure that kid wasn't yours. Like, that wasn't me. I just read this piece of paper. That show was so, that was like the worst of trash TV in the early 2000s. Did I robot out? Very fine. Okay, cool. Uh, so anyway, uh, thank you, Cesare Japan, for the Jenny Jones show. Oh, sorry, that was uh, that was Xenomorph Skullhunter. Doug Keller says the Great Tink Detective, directed by Nick. <laughs> what do you say, Nick? You got that in you? Yeah, man, I'm 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 done. I'm down, and you know, Axel Broad need Axel Broad needs some competition. It's fine. Yeah. I'm okay with that. <laughs> Dion's asleep. Uh, I remember that murder that you're talking about, uh, Gabrea Bradley. I think it was a, a gay dude had like professed his love for somebody and then the person got embarrassed and beat him up. It's a terrible situation. And I think that's what ended up ruining the show, right? I'll have to look that up. Um, I know you guys wouldn't know off the top of your head. Yeah. So, folks, we're going to be talking about Attack of the Clones in a moment. Uh, that'll be a fun topic. But uh, let's see what's up with some more Tink Talk. Uh, Jello Man Steve. I love that screen name. He says, Grumpy Old Taint and Grumpy Old Taint 2. <laughs> Oof. Hey Dion, are you are you white, buddy? Yeah. Okay, just making sure, man. Wrong. Oh Jesus! <laughs> Did you want Buffalo Jeff to wake you up instead? Fuck to the no! I'm not complaining about Lex Luthor. Don't be throwing that motherfucker's name in the hat here. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm offer. Sorry, job says for taint, Lieutenant Taint ice cream. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to eat any. T- no, no, go pass. Um, Adam Walford says, Jeff, the Battle Beyond the Taint is a play on Battle Beyond the Stars, a Roger Corman old school B movie from the early eighties. Oh, yep. okay. Um, I was thinking it was there Battle of the Planets or what is the fucking what is the anime about the boat in space? The anime about the boat, and I have no idea. Yeah, there's like a boat in America. 
Anyway, folks, somebody in the chat will know right away. That's the show I was thinking about. Uh, TLJ Screwjob says, in article diversity, uh, sorry, in article diversity put before good fight scenes. Yeah, TLJ Screwjob, I noticed that and I thought to myself, I'm glad their priorities are straight. I'm so glad as a consumer uh, that these people have told me that a movie is good just because it's diverse. Like I argued and debated three years ago at the beginning of all of this stuff, The Last Jedi is not a good movie just because it's diverse. I argued, uh, I was over on the Writer Junkie channel. That's so cool. Uh, He's been super nice and patient about responses, but uh, yeah, I debated that years ago. Diversity's fine. It, it, It doesn't make a movie bad, but it doesn't make a movie good. A good movie with a diverse cast is a good movie. That's it. It's a good movie. And a bad uh, movie with a diverse cast is just Battleship y- Yamoto? Is that it? Maybe that's what I was thinking of. Okay. Star Blazers, be- a.k.a. Space. Yeah, okay. That's <laughs> Dion snoring on the... <laughs> the little guy's tuckered out. It must have been a, must have been a rough day. <laughs> well, we'll just mute him for a minute. Okay. And then we'll, we'll invite him back. Um, Adam Wofford, thank you very much for your generous super chat. He says, "In cast of DSN was fair more was far more diverse than Black Panther. Also, it's a rumor, but I have heard that someone wants to make Ghost of Tsushima movie. But can you guess what kind of cast they want? Um, all all Asian. <laughs> it should only be Japanese because it takes place in Japan, right? Okay. I like, hey man, I don't know. I, I'm not. I'm not a big. I'm not a big anime guy. Sorry, sorry, people. No, it's um, a I don't it's know. a PlayStation <laughs> game that came out last year." Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, if, 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 if it was all Japan, I'm sure I, I hope they do it, but they're probably not going to. So I don't know. Yeah, because I'm 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 firmly in the camp of, oh, you're adapting a game that takes place. I think it's feudal Japan. Yeah, it should just all be Japanese people. And there should oh, be yeah. no marketing about how it's a diverse cast because it's all Japanese people. It's a period piece. 100%. I'm using a very monotone voice to slap people in the face with common sense. Yes, period pieces should have people accurate to the era, and there should be no praising the film for anything progressive. It takes place in whatever year. Represent that year, not 2020's take on that year. Give us the most honest, sobering look, or give us a fantasy version of that within the confines of what that era would be. It's it's so easy to do this shit. But for some reason, you get stupid people in these boardrooms that get to make the powerful decisions. I'm not saying you need to hand it off to the fans, but at least get people that know what they're doing. Richard Donner knew what he was doing. Sam Raimi knew what he was doing. You know, not everybody uh, needs to be a lifelong fan, but not everybody needs to be, you know, the most, uh, you know, hot person at the moment. Just get the right person. That's the most important thing. Zach Z, thank you very much. He sends a super chat that says, discovered by the Germans in 1904. They named it San Diego, which is, of course, German. It means a whale's taint. Ah, <laughs> uh, Ron Burgundy. Good old San Diego. San Diego. <laughs> All right, he's still out. That's hilarious. <laughs> I get it. I get it, bro. I'm gonna look. We're gonna read the super chats, and we're gonna read the Star Wars thing, and then we'll close out the show. I promise, Dion. You can't even hear it right now. <laughs> God damn it! You know what I'm gonna do? I think it was a like it was Darth Fat Ass or somebody on Patreon's like you should get a recording of that 
Buffalo Jeff stuff and put it in Dion's ears when he's sleeping. <laughs> or no, play it in the car over Bluetooth, which I will. Oh, Don't my worry. God. <laughs> um, Xenomorph Skull Hunter, thank you very much. We had read yours about Dirty Callahan or John McClane. Xenomorph Skull Hunter also says, Welcome to the party, pal. That's a great scene from a great movie. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have a great guest who's now joined us. Demi Moore's Tapeworm is here, folks. So thank you, Demi Moore's Tapeworm. He says, Hello from below. Hello from above. <laughs> he also says, or they also say, excuse me, because a tapeworm is, I don't know. Uh, oh, Jeff, I finally got my Mafex Hush Superman. Good. I'm glad you got yours. I got mine, like I said, a while ago. I haven't had a chance to really look at it too long, so you'll probably get to know it better than I have, or I do currently. But it's a nice-looking toy, and what I enjoy about Mafex, besides what they choose to make, is that they somehow know how to take 2D art and make a great 3D representation of it. So these figures look like Jim Lee art come to life. And yeah, some of them have quality control issues. The companies need to fix that. That's paramount. But they're nowhere near as bad as NECA. So until these companies are dropping the ball as often as that place, eh, I'm going to look the other way. Oh, yeah. Or I'm at least going to say, hey, NECA does it too. <laughs> 007 Cloud says, yes, they diluted the coolness of the symbiotes. They were mostly interesting from their ties to Spidey. Take the relationship and, with Spidey away and you just get a hollow, shapeless goo of a movie. I like that. I like that pun. He also says, 007 Cloud, he also says Maximum Carnage was such or was much better. Mark Bagley Venom is the GOAT, though. I agree. Oh, wow. 007 Cloud, Mark Bagley <clears throat> Venom is the best. I'm going to show a picture of it real quick for the audience because um, why not? Venom, there you go. So, folks, if you don't know who Mark Bagley is, he's a very prominent Spider-Man artist of the 90s. Uh, mostly, well, okay. His Spider-Man run was in the 90s, but an Ultimate Spider-Run started in the year 2000. And that, at one point, I think that comic book series became the longest-running collaboration between uh, a creative team uninterrupted. Pretty sure it, it held that title. It used to be like Fantastic Four with Stan and Jack, and then pretty sure that beat it. But so, folks, if you're wondering who Mark Bagley is, he is uh, he's this artist right here. And we all know his Venom. This. Great. Awesome. Oh, awesome. Oh, wait, no, that's not him. Sorry. He this is somebody copying Mark Bagley's style. Excuse oh, okay. Me. Let me actually pull up the real deal. Excuse me. Where's the f- I want I want a very specific image of it, but we'll just pull up this cover because we all know this one too. But yeah, this is when I close my eyes. This is what I think of when I think of Venom, and I really you know, I love it. There we are. So uh, back to the audience. Uh, but Mark Bagley's Venom is great. The Maximum Carnage game also to its difficulty level was much more satisfying. It was a harder game, but the payoff was great. And I thought the, the cut scenes and stuff made it feel more than your average game. Uh, remember when we would play the uh, Ninja Turtle arcade game as a kid and they had those cool little cut scenes. They go cowabunga, they jump off the roof and shit. Maximum oh, yeah, Carnage. Yeah. It's pretty yeah, cool. Uh, lacking levels, thank you very much. He says, Jeff, you have to remember that Sony has to take what they can without Spider-Man unless they have him leave the MCU or put Venom in the MCU. Now, lacking levels, the reason I said what I said, though, is that the Morbius film is supposed to have MCU connections. So are there now like three different Spider-Man movie timelines? Because I thought they had told us that those that Venom and um, Morbius were in the same universe and based on the Morbius trailer 
we see that Michael Keaton's in it. So that ties him and the MCU into that world. So that's where my confusion comes from. I, I, I honestly think some of the legalese of this um, contract, obviously we're not going to know, but what the, uh, what the public gets to know is what's most convenient for the situation. Uh, so the audience can debate why not and talk about it with ever, without ever stopping the conversation. I think they look at it as another form of the marketing. It's like, hey, the audience wants to get involved with everything down to the, you know, the, the fine print on the contract. Cool. Let them have it. It's going to bring in money. I guess that's how they feel. Um, Xenomorph Skullhunter, how he feels. F Miles Morales. <laughs> not a fan. I'm not a fan. <clears throat> yeah, because I mean, like it was. I, I, personally, I, I feel like uh, Miles Morales is just a tokenized character that they just like lumped in because, like, oh yeah, it's a kid who wears Air Force Ones and he's black and he's just gonna be Spider Man. It's like that's not how you do that. And then you, you, to me, that it seems even more racist than you not having a black character. Hmm? Uh, the salty vet. I'm with you to to a degree. Uh, 007 Cloud, again, thank you very much. He says, if Miles had his own personality and was played by Michael Jai White or Wesley Snipes, I'd actually respect the character. Ooh, shit. Like like an older version? Dude, uh, either, either of those guys would be... Yeah, if, if they did that and, and you know, we, we had, like, you know, flashes of his of his backstory like, throughout the movie as he was a kid, I'd, I'd pay good money for that because I, I fucking love both those guys. They're, 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 they're crazy talented, and I feel bad that Hollywood, Hollywood does not use them as much as they should. I would watch an older Miles Morales film over a younger one because I think I've reached just, I just reached the point where I don't want to watch kids, kids, you know, doing shit like that. I don't care about kids superheroes. I'm not going to watch a Robin movie. I'd watch a Nightwing movie. I'd watch a Batman movie with Robin in it. But I did. I think I'm over young superheroes. Yeah. The ones that appeal to me are older and invincible looks cool. So I'll, I'll pull that criticism away from that show. But Marvel has had its success with older superheroes, with the exception of Spider-Man. Um, you know, the billion-dollar ones, Captain America, the characters in his hundreds, but still Chris Evans is, like, close to 40. Robert Downey yeah. Jr. is in his 50s and has yeah. been. He's almost 60 now, I think. So, you know, the precedence of these older these older heroes is not a big deal. And I think the older I get, I just, you know, I, I gravitate towards the ones I guess I'm closer to in age. Maybe that's it. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. is 56 years old. Jesse worked his 50th birthday party. Oh, nice. Yeah, uh, we have the poster in our living room. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's, that's, that's badass. He had customized posters made of famous Hollywood movies, but they would replace a title with a word, and the word was pizza. So it's, <laughs> But they would add it. So it's Dog Day Afternoon with a Pizza. So I have a Dog Day Afternoon with a Pizza poster in my living room. <laughs> That's awesome. That's that's a weird thing to do, but that, that that sounds kind of eccentric in his in his way that he would uh, probably do it. At Loudy's wedding, ask Jesse to tell you the stories. the The weddings, the uh, birthday party stories are pretty fucking cool about Al Pacino and Samuel L. Jackson and all this stuff. Nice. Yeah, I didn't go. I didn't know her, and I don't know these people, so I'm just like everyone else. Hey, it'd be cool to <laughs> hang out with the Avengers and eat sushi, but <laughs> don't you mean shawarma? <laughs> Okay, there's a really good shawarma place. When you come out here, we'll go. <laughs> Let's see. Is Dion awake yet? Hold hey, on. Dion. <laughs> okay. Well, this super chat directed towards Dion. Maybe it'll wake him up. 
Hmm, it puts the lotion on its tank. No, no. Yes! <laughs> it worked. It fucking it worked. worked. <laughs> what did I tell you? <laughs> He's back to sleep much. again. Oh God! We're gonna let Dion. <laughs> we're gonna mute Dion for the time being. But Jillian, that was that was a WCBS classic moment on air right there, folks. <laughs> <laughs> he says he just says don't and then goes back to sleep uh tlj screwjob i did not hear jerry conway is mad about power girls boobs is he is he mad that they're big and luscious or is he mad that they're being covered up because i'd be mad if they adapted the character and they weren't part of like you gotta have christina hendrix or someone very specific play power <laughs> girl because like certain identifiers you know, her boobs are part of her identity, and I don't think it's right in 2020 to take away someone's identity, fictional or real. So, you know, we got to respect. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, the, as, as from what I'm seeing is that the top of that costume is cut cut that way for a reason. So, you know, look, it. they call it a boob window, but it's a key to open any door. <laughs> that could, I can't even stop. I can't even make the joke. I was thinking about it. I was like, oh. <laughs> You're not wrong, man. You're not wrong. <laughs> Oh, Samurai geez. Vader, thank you very much. I'm reading the chat response to Dion waking up to Buffalo Jeff. Oh, we'll have to tell Kendo about that. <laughs> well, um, it's it's immortalized forever in our in, a, in 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 our podcast. Uh, Samurai Vader, thank you very much. He says I just received a copy of Stealing Solo. It looks great. Well, Samurai Vader, thank you for backing it. I'm glad your uh, package arrived safely and that you enjoy the book. Uh, thank you again, though. Uh, Demi Moore's tapeworm says, "What lies beneath the taint." And folks, uh, <laughs> am I the only one on here now, Jeff? Still in demand longer. And what? Okay, you 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 robot it out for a second, just making sure. Oh, thank you. I'd rather you tell me that I robot it out than say everything. So all I was saying is, uh, since we had a super chat from Samurai Vader uh, telling us that he got his stealing solo. Uh, folks, you can get the Phantom Menace edition of it. The campaign is closed, but it is still in demand. And so here's the link uh, to pick that up. You can get the book and the trading cards. So grab that. That stuff ships out over the summer. Uh, this version of Stealing Solo is 112 pages. It's got a uh, Phantom Menace section. It's got some cool behind-the-scenes bonus stuff. When I was formatting the pages, I decided... Actually, it's not even deciding. When making this book, I went, what do I like to read in comics? And so I thought, when I get a trade paperback, my favorite thing is to see unused art or behind-the-scenes stuff. So what I did is I went back and I pulled out, uh, there was a piece of unused art for the original cover, which I found, so I popped that in the book. Then I got the rough version of the cover that I gave to Anna, the rough version that she sent back to me. And then I have uh, little bits and in, uh, information, and I wrote like a little narrative to tell you, like, oh, this is how this happened, and then this. And then I even went and threw in, like, every piece of anything made for stealing solo for example like if you got the first campaign and you got one of those early bird certificates awesome if you didn't and you don't know what it is in this version of the book you'll see exactly what i mean it was this little certificate that people got and it was a, an homage to the old star wars toys and that's what the uh, the packaging of the book or the book design is a, an homage to that too including the racing stripes so uh, Samurai Vader, thank you very much uh, for all your kind words. And folks, if you want to get in on that, uh, the link is in the chat right now. The link is in the description of every video. 
And again, those books ship out over the summer, and we will have a new comic later this year. So TLJ Screwjob says, how's Kanye feeling? How's Kanye feel getting our copy? I mean, you, you it's nasty but true. Oh, uh, let me reread that. Well, welcome back to Yon. TLJ Screwjob asks, how's Kanye feel getting Ray J's sloppy seconds? <laughs> Pretty well, good, I, I know guess, how... I guess how Kanye feels about this more transparent. George Bush doesn't care about black people. <laughs> didn't even like him. Oh, man. Nope, nothing. Uh, Shaolin Wright says, there was a Cosby kid with a talk show. Tempest, anyone? Tempest Bledsoe had her own TV show? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't remember that. I don't remember that either. Or either. Excuse- oh, it's still on. Right? No, wait. No, sorry. This is Tempest, uh, a Chinese TV show. Sorry, from 2011 that's still on right now. I'm trying to find her. <laughs> oh, man. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> oh, okay. Uh, not the same show. Not the same show at all. Okay. <laughs> what a weird way to honey dick yourself. What? How could you honey dick? I wasn't excited for the show. <laughs> we were surprised it was still on. Yeah, that's what I was like. Jesus, really? Yeah, longer life than the Cosby Show. You know, we're Skull Hunter seventy nine. Thank you. He says Star Blazers, aka Spaceship. Sorry, Space Battleship Yamoto. Probably what I was mistaking. And then there's like Battle of the Planets or shit, right? Yeah. There's not Battle of the Stars. There's Battle of the Network Stars. Maybe that's what I'm mistaking too. <laughs> uh, Demi Moore's tapeworm says, "Did you guys or asks? Did you guys see that African statue reveal in New York City?" No, no. Uh, New York. Let's check it out real quick. Uh, St- Sanford Biggers Oracle at Rockefeller Center. Oh, it's okay. It's it looks like a giant. Oh, it's just like a statue of a guy in a chair with a giant head and a torch. Okay. <laughs> he looks like the Watcher from Marvel. Honestly. <laughs> oh shit! Galactus is coming. Watch out! He. Oh shit! When the Watcher appeared in New York City, it heralded the coming of Gal. We're done. This statue. <laughs> wait, hold on, wait, wait, hold on, hold on. What's what's going on, Jeff? Do I need to know so, something? Yeah, in the comic books, Fantastic Four, the Watcher appeared, and then the Silver Surfer came as a herald of Galactus to prepare for Galactus to eat the planet and destroy it. So this statue is the first step. So next, the Silver Surfer comes, then Galactus arrives to eat the planet. Sadly, there is no Fantastic Four, so we're all fucked. My God. <laughs> well, it was, good. Uh, it was good knowing everybody. Um, hey, see. it was a it was a great run. It's a great run, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, we can broadcast some episodes into space so some lonely aliens will hear us. Dixon Cider, thank you very much. He says, "I'm glad you could mute Dion. His flapping prison wallet was driving me nuts." <laughs> I love that comment. Shady, sorry, SJ Shady 0169 says, Hey gang, I'm on Disney Plus and cannot find the Gina Carano episode of Running Wild. Was it removed again? I have not looked really. That's uh, interesting. Oh, it's Discovery Plus, right? Is that what it's on? I don't have Discovery Plus. Oh, yeah, Discovery Plus. Plus. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I don't, I don't have it either. 
I have Paramount Plus, and I and I shouldn't. I need to get rid of it because it's really <laughs> terrible. Like every time I talk about it, I get angry, and I'm not well, trying to be like, funny. I, well, I, I, I keep hearing that Viacom's, you know, Viacom who owns Nickelodeon is going to give one of these fucking networks um, all their shit. It's either it, I remember that they signed a contract with Netflix like two years ago. Nothing, nothing came of that. Um, they were going to be on Paramount Plus, and I heard something with Hulu as well. It's like you know. Give one VOD thing all of this shit, including all three seasons of um, Pete and Pete, all the yes. episodes of Salute Your Shorts, um, all the Afraid of Your, all, all the Are You Afraid of the Dark? Just give them everything, please, so we can all enjoy them and not you, you guys, not, not you assholes, keep them in some fucking vault somewhere. It's not doing you anything. They're not making any money by you just keeping them, you know, all in one place like that. So, thank you, Freddie. Uh, Delgado, for your very kind words. You guys are the fantastic world-class bullshitters. Yes. We'll do it. Uh, right we Dion's the invisible girl. Let's see. Demi Moore's tapeworm again. Thank you very much. Notice how Miles Morales takes his mother's last name and not his father's. What the fuck? Yeah, I don't... I didn't like that. It's that's a, Yeah, that's a lot. <laughs> Here's the thing. If that's a real world thing, that's a different personal decision. But this is a character choice that they're like trying to make the character more progressive. And that's an intentional choice. It's not any listener, viewer, game player trying to read into something to get YouTube content or to look for a deeper meaning. These are all creative choices. I've created characters. A lot of people have created shit. You decide that you're influenced by stuff. These people are influenced by that. The modern world cool if that's what you want maybe that character is for you i just want cool stuff i don't get cool stuff from derivative characters like miles morales demi moore's tapeworm says looks like a kid with hydrocephalus i always think of the movie the burbs when carrie fisher's like yeah the neighbor would get drunk because he was a hypocephalic and he would get drunk and fall down the stairs oh god oh it's a great movie jason Voorhees was a hydrocephalus or cephalic <laughs> now, is he really though is he really though or is he just a poltergeist he might be a poltergeist <laughs> that's your favorite movie right nick <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 poltergeist is actually pretty good man it's not it's not bad uh the, the that third one though is kind of iffy because every, everything moves you know from the small house in the country to like you know the middle of new york city during a fucking thunderstorm and it's so weird uh thank you leo lio slayer of sjw's because his name would be miles davis which would be two on the nose okay <laughs> <laughs> and they want to show that he's hispanic uh God. that's what uh, lio slayer of sjw's also said i don't know i mean i would read miles davis spider-man more than miles morales spider-man <laughs> i also would love to read um michael douglas batman instead of michael keaton batman but that's just oh me. that'd be that'd be interesting <laughs> he's 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 like he's, he doesn't only he doesn't only save gotham but he also um is really good at stocks <laughs> now this is probably the meanest but funniest super chat i've seen in a long time from the i see no evil my grandpa said our generation relies too much on technology i replied no you reply too much on technology then i pulled his life support Whew. that's a spicy <laughs> fucking meme yeah that is that is goddamn spicy 
Hey, Kendo, listen to Dion snore. <laughs> mm, beef neck. Nothing, nothing. Oh, he did. All right, so I'm going to mute him. Uh, so we <laughs> let's close out the show. So, Nick, is there anything you would like to say to the audience before we put this baby to bed? Um, I will. Uh, I will be posting the trailer for uh, Mother's Once Upon a Nightmare uh, throughout um, throughout the week on on all my social media. Make sure you guys go and find it and give it a like and give it a comment. So this way, it can spread a little further and more people will know about it and. We can get uh, you know super fucking famous from it. So yeah, that'd be helpful. Yes, folks. If you read the comic that we're um, that we're all in, I'm also in this movie. So um, yeah, Jeff. I, Jeff, I Jeff has a cook, cooking segment in the in the movie. <laughs> Debbie Moore's tapeworm. Thank you. Uh, his dad's name is Jefferson Davis, the same as the president of the Confederate States during the Civil War. Kind of weird. This is Miles Morales' father. I remember that. Oh my god. Of course, of oh, of course it is, and they're not going to say anything about it because you know, it's just how they are. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's fucking out there. Uh, just like Demi Moore's tapeworm. I mean, great screen name. Now, folks, we have reached the end of episode three hundred and sixty-five, which means the last episode of this computer for WCBS. Now, on the Sunday Hangover, we'll talk about this um, Rotten Tomatoes article. Uh, episode two attack of the clones is the worst most cringeworthy star wars movie ever made um i think the narrative needs to switch yes attack of the clones is dumb but we lived through the sequels let's stop let's stop trying to act like we did yeah so folks i dropped the link to the comic again in the chat you can pick that up get the trading cards um for those who backed it in the appropriate time you will be getting your magnets with your book and all your other fun stuff so be on the lookout for that as i said over the summer we will be on schedule as it says on the Go-Go. but uh be on the lookout for more videos admittedly some of the stuff this week has been uh you know keeping me occupied has been taxing so i'm gonna be pumping out more videos uh like i said to expect when we can get moved in i can finally get back into a production with the right setup with the right stuff so it's been an awesome couple of months for the channel, but like I said, we want to go to 250 this year. So we're going to put it into high gear to make that happen. So you guys can help spread the word, tell people uh, we're taking no prisoners. We never have. We just kill them. Uh, we're not Switzerland. We don't go by the Geneva Convention. <laughs> Damn. All right. It's getting, it, it's getting crazy up in here. Yeah, it's serious. Kendo, we miss you, buddy. We do. We really do. So uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say that's it. That's the show for tonight, folks. So uh, thank you for watching. Be smart, be safe, be cool, but always be excellent to each other. Guess what, motherfucker? <laughs>